So this week we're gonna go ahead and do the uh, the Mr. Do's campaign. So this campaign starts out in London, 1920s. Wait, no, it doesn't. I lied. It's in New York. The last place you want to be at that, uh, this time, a hundred years ago. From now. But currently, last place you'd want to be. 1922. The four or five of you find yourselves in an office, kind of like a rundown office, and you're kind of looking around, and you see across the room a man behind a desk, and he's reading the newspaper. Hello. What's on the news today, Shillington? He's ignoring you. He's uh, just flipping through. I'm taking out. I take out my uh, fucking handgun. It's like really, really, Shillington. I am well known in this criminal underground. You really want to mess with me? You really want to ignore me? Two guys come out from behind you, slam down your arm before you can make a reaction and disarm you. The rest of you kind of look down at this little minor scuffle and uh, you realize that you are all in the office of Mordecai the Hammer O'Leary. Now, Mordecai the Hammer O'Leary has a bit of a reputation around town for smashing people's hands to tiny pieces with his hammer. As you look across the room, you see, indeed, on his desk is a hammer. So it doesn't mean you can be rude. Sounds like you're the one being rude. What type of hammer is it? Yeah, just your standard kind of cheap-ass hammer. It's a workman's hammer. It's kind of lame. So what did you have us come here for? Sorry for the rudeness, apparently. You look closer at the hammer. It looks like there's like some brown rusty kind of stuff on it he flips over the newspaper in first time and the uh conversation looks over puts the newspaper down well howdy folks it's good to make your way in here on such short notice so i see that now don't get alarmed i know your presence here wasn't a hundred percent voluntary but I need a favor and as you might know you do owe me such favor and i'm calling it in now Ah, I'll tell you what. You do me a little favor, and perhaps I forget about the big problems you caused me in the past. Now, you heard of old Sticky Jack now. I know you have. He's that thief, small-timer, hangs out around the college. He don't, uh, he don't pull nothing around this town without telling me and giving me a cut. This is my turf as it is, you know, understand. Well... A little bird told me that Jack got offered a choice job, and this some um, uh, and this new player in town cut me out of it. And he told he'd uh, I was told that he rewarded Jack handsomely one night, and this has been on the sneak tip. He doesn't tell me anything. Didn't cut me in. Now that's a problem. Jack got greedy and forgot to apprise me of the situation out here, and as it goes, he pulled three heists in one night. Now that was a week ago, and no one's seen hide nor hair Jack since, and the job, or the job he's pulled. Perhaps he's lying low. Is it possible he's dead? 
Well, I'll tell you what, if he's not dead, he's going to be soon for cutting me out. Operating in my turf. Yeah. Now, uh, well, now, it seems to think, uh, I seem to think myself, and I'm wondering what he could do if, uh, if, uh, if I happen to catch him in my parts again. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find Sticky Jack, take what he stole from him, and beat the living hell out of him so he remembers not to try nothing in my town without my permission. Alright, and what about the people who hired him? Yeah, that is a good point, I dare say. Anybody trying to pull a job in my territory is going to have what's coming to them. Yeah. And you kind of see him write a little note on the uh, on the piece of paper next to his hammer. If we find out who it is, do you want, want us to report? You know who it is. I told you it was Sticky Jack. Now no, you get out there and you find him. I'm saying, if we find out the dealer and who what the who they are, you want us to report to you. You know, I've got my own hunch on who that is. There's a new player in town across the way. Maybe you heard about his uh, uh new church. The new church going up has got a bit of a darker leaning and I'm afraid that this preacher may have been the one who hired out Stick a Jack to get these artifacts. Now I have my plans to deal with the preacher and you may be a part of that. However, business is business. First things first, I need you to go acquire what Jack lifted from the university so we have a little bit of leverage over our good reverend. How many hammers do you go through in one month? You know, actually, you'd be surprised. The skull, the human skull, is actually pretty tough. So you don't want to get it too bent out on the back where... Because you're going to completely lose your functionality of pulling out the nails after about, you know, a few weeks of pulling teeth with the same uh, instrument. So what you're going to want to do is about two or three hammers. But if I'm really working, I can go through as many as ten hammers in a month. It's a good Why hammer time. Why specially made for you? Well, you gotta understand, steel, steel, and I use pretty high quality material. I'm a union man. You gotta understand, uh, I believe in the working man. Blue collar, until it turns red. I have respect for you. That's very... Hey, in these times, you know, we're the, one of the only ones that are offering liquidity and uh, personal loans. It's, it's pretty scary out there, you know? It's just complete government collapse and, you know... You understand, it's, it's dark times. It is, it is. But, if you're industrious, like uh, like yourselves, you know, you might be able to make something. Okay, then. Uh, we'll I guess we'll head to the, the, muse, was it, the college, to the university. There you go. Now, hold on. You may not want to be sniffing around the college just quite yet. You might tip your hand to the... Uh, you might tip your hand to the authorities. Now, what I might recommend is looking for the Greasy Spoon. Now, Sticky Jack had a partner. The Greasy Spoon was his... Eh, I don't want to say sidekick, but you got to understand he was... He was a he's, right-hand he's man. He's a minion. He's a little minion. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, not quite on Sticky Jack's level in terms of skill or expertise, but he's uh, got his foot in the door and they're friends. I recommend 
going, finding out where Sticky Jack is, and his location might be known by the Greasy Spoon, his subordinate. Now, if that doesn't pan out, you're going to have to resort to more drastic means, and going to the university and figuring out what was stolen so we might have a better idea to what we're looking for now that's a good idea too do you know where the sticky jacket lives he was um you know he's a consummate professional he's got multiple hide houses it'd be impossible to figure out which hole he's uh, he's burrowed into unless you had uh insider information I can understand that alright well, we'll go look for his, uh, his protege. Alright, what the hell are you all getting? Get the hell out of here. Rest of you, good riddance. Picks up his newspaper. Goes back to reading. So, we'll head out. Um, so what do you guys want to do? Where do you want to go? Probably best to figure out where the subordinate is for uh, your character. Well, the best place to learn about somebody we don't know where at is a bar, a dive. Shall we go find one and just ask some questions? You know this part of town pretty well, and you are familiar with a speakeasy called... Wait for it, wait for it, speak easy. Yeah, let me guess it's owned by Arnold Rothstein, and it's named after the Black Sox. No, no, it's uh, called the Northside Speakeasy. And you're, and you're familiar with this place as being uh, not one of the fancier speakeasies where you would have to go in with, like, full dress attire and is more frequented by the uh, well-to-do members of society. This is more of your blue collar, maybe even like criminal element, just cusping on the uh, low life side, speakeasy. Like really criminal, not just open to the gentry. You figure you might be able to find someone there who knows about uh, Sticky Jack. Well, we Do you think he's ever used a hammer? Probably. So, Sticky Jack, give us a round of beers. And also, do you know anything about... All right, hold on. So you guys just walked out. You guys just walked out of the office from uh, the hammer. Um, You're pretty much standing outside of just like this uh, rundown office building. You got to figure out amongst yourselves where you're going, where you're headed. You oh, know that the really, speakeasy's there. Speakeasy, yeah. Well, let's go to the speakeasy. Yeah, the speakeasy. It is. Okay, I guess I'm going. All right. So you guys wander through the north side. You're kind of trying to figure out which alley it was. You can't quite remember, and then you see, look down on the ground, and you see kind of like a green arrow. And as you go down the alley, you see a door with a slit in it. Slide, slides back. Yeah, who is it? I'm looking for a drink. 
Can't help you. Slides back. Yeah, what is it? I hand him a a $1 bill. I was like, I'm looking for a drink. He looks left. He looks right. You with the caps? They can go fuck themselves. I'm not anybody but myself. He snatches the dollar in. Door closes. One, two seconds go by. Click, 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 click. Door slides open. You can just see darkness inside. It's kind of hard. It's disorienting. It just looks black. I walk in. Okay. Um, really fast. Uh, let me do a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Uh, can everyone give me um, your names and what um, what class you ended up picking? Yeah, so everybody give me your character names. If you don't have a character name, uh, just name make up a placeholder. <laughs> My name is Max Jeff. Max Max Jeffrey. Criminal. Max Jeffrey, criminal. Got it. Finn Rabbit the Drifter. Sen Rabbit the Drifter. How do you? Uh, how, how am I spelling Finn. that? Oh, Finn with an F. Got it. Hey, we'll be right back. Give me a second. Cool. Yeah, mine'll be a bit somewhere. Maybe Johnny Malkav the Antiquarian. Johnny Malkav the Antiquarium. Is an antiqu- last part of the class. What's that? The last part of that's the class. Yeah, what is an antiquarium? I was just wondering. Is it like a... Deals in antiques. Ah, yeah, that that makes sense. I never under... I guess I never knew what a person who sold antiques was. Antiquarian. Alright, so you all... Enter the speakeasy. You walk down the stairs. It's uh, that first step's a doozy, but as you kind of regain your balance and you find the hand railing, you make your way down kind of one step at a time and then two steps as you find your, your balance. And then you emerge into a heavily smoke-filled room with a green light. The ceiling, as you look up, looks fractaline with some strange pattern that goes off into infinity as it gets smaller and smaller. You see against the back wall is a one long bar with one or two customers currently uh, currently patronizing the bar front. How much cocaine were these people on when they made this place? A lot. You got to understand the cocaine. The cocaine was actually still in Coca Cola at this point. Yeah, man, this was before the FDA. People were just taking uppers and downers, and they're having a good old time. Before you needed a prescription for those. Yeah, that's when you actually use mercury as a drug. Ah, uh, yes. True freedom. America. So, you uh, see also in the corner there is a uh, slightly out of tune piano. And someone seated there doing an old timey jaunt. Banging away on it. It's kind of annoying, but there's is music, technically. 
I wanted to take a look all the way around, looking for anything out of the ordinary, like a spot hidden check or so, just so I didn't see like defenses and whatever else might be going on. Go ahead, so a, go ahead and do a spot hidden check. Let me know if you are successful or failed. Nah, you just realizing you don't have the dice? Oh no, I gotta download a dice roller app. No, I'm forgetting how to what is it? 40 against that 50 in the boost. Alright, so that would be a success. He just talking to So we have the Antiquarian, the Drifter, and uh, and the Criminal. The Criminal. Wait, he's a criminal that much trouble with interacting with these folks? Well, you gotta understand, uh, even an antiquarian is gonna have a little dirt on him, so it seems that you've been lumped in with these ne'er-do-wells against your will, but you're gonna have to uh, bite your tongue for the moment. No, that's not what I mean. I was meaning uh, our buddy's a criminal and he couldn't figure out how to get a good password to get in the... <laughs> right, what kind of criminal is this? He doesn't know how the password? These doors work? What the hell? Maybe he's like, uh... I realize my character's an idiot. Well, I love playing idiot characters. I don't even have to play... I feel like they're not even characters. I'm just playing true to form. I mean, seriously, he's like a Dragon Ball character. Strong but stupid. Okay, so you look around the room. Um... Alright, Johnny, you look around the room, and you see off in the back that there are some um there's some casks and not only do the casks look like they're being used to uh import some illegal liquor you know some of this moonshine some of this corn whiskey you look closer and you can see that these barrels are also dry they're not they're being used to move something besides just whiskey. It's not only whiskey that they're moving through this uh, particular speakeasy on the north side. Hmm. I'm going to be watching tonight while we're trying to see what his name is. So you're trying to look around and you're looking for uh, Sticky Jack? Or uh, the Greasy Spoon? The Greasy Spoon, Sticky Jack, as well as now whatever's going on with those casts. If someone tries to move, I might actually get distracted. If someone starts trying to move those casts. <laughs> All right, so you got your, uh, you got, you're looking around. You're pretty much on a pivot. You're just trying to see if anything's changing with this situation. Gotcha. Finn, what are you doing? Just standing there like an idiot. All right, you're standing and you're breathing. You're really focusing in on your breath. You're meditating. Like, really, if this was 2020, not 1922, 
You would be an epicenter of calm during a wave of pandemic and rage and confusion around you. You are enlightened. Good for you. Okay. So Max, uh, I'm guessing, is is taking a quick five-minute break. We'll get back to his turn later. So Johnny, you look around the room and you see the bartender start moving towards these... Uh, you can tell that these barrels are not full of whiskey, but you can also tell that they're full of something. And then as he kind of like goes to continue sealing up one of the barrels, it moves a little bit. Not like a lot, just a, it just moves a little bit. Besides the literature, whatever. One more time. Like a like there might be something living inside of it versus a liquid or something that just moved when he poured it in or whatnot. Uh make a spot hidden check? Maybe like um uh, you kinda just see it was really quick. He just saw the barrel move a little bit and just he's kinda frustrated, he's frowning, he's like, oh kinda gives the barrel a little kick. Okay. Continues to seal 14. the top. Fourteen? Yeah, okay, yes. so you you notice that it moves again and it's kind of moving like around the rim and you hear a little squeak come from inside and you know at this point he's kind of like really frustrated and he's kind of just like slamming down the top and trying to seal the top back down and then he kind of finishes with that barrel and then moves to the next one interesting once he's done doing all that and walks away I want to go check out the as indiscreetly as possible check out those uh, casks alright so you wander up to the end of the bar and you start inspecting the casks and you see that that this end of the bar is where the back uh, the back bar room kind of extends and goes into a separate room and this is clearly the cellar so as you look down back into the cellar you see about six or seven casks standing free that have just been they've just been like rolled into position and sealed up and you see like one or two of them ever every so often kind of like Bump and move. Hello? Yes, welcome back. Were you guys playing this whole time? Yes. Because the show must go on. So... Essentially, uh, to catch you up, Max, Finn, and Johnny have just moved up to the end of the bar, and they're inspecting these casks that are moving into the cellar. They're half in this room and half into the uh, room behind where the speakeasy is, and they've noticed that a few of the casks have kind of like bumped and are, are kind of wiggling. Yeah, and, and as you guys kind of look down, the barkeep is you know, interacting with some other uh, patrons. He's looking down at you, and it looks like he's getting ready to come over and help you guys out with your order. Good to hear. 
But uh, did you guys have anything you wanted to do with those barrels, or are you just gonna let them let them be for now? Yeah, I was gonna let them be. All right. The uh, bartender kind of walks up and uh, wiggles his mustache at you, and he's uh, and he greets you with a friendly greeting. Howdy, well, welcome to the Northside Speakeasy. How can I help you? I need two, three beers, and they can have whatever they want. Uh, just three bills for yourself? Alright, stranger. And he walks away and starts pouring them out. Man, he just reared us over here, and I'll tell you what. Kind of mumbles to himself as he walks back and lays three beers out in front of you. And, and for the rest of you? The same? Or, or, or the three bears really for you? Juice. Okay, one juice. What kind of juice was that, Sonny? I'll pick a whiskey. Do you have orange juice? Ah, sure. Reaches onto the counter and starts pouring you out an extra pulpy orange juice. Hey, that's pretty nice. <laughs> Uh, he grins at you and puts a big ice cube in there. Alright, there's your orange juice for you. Keep you nice and healthy. There's your vitamin C for you there. Yeah, son. And for you, sir? Alright. He gives you guys your respective drinks and then he starts uh, going back to busying himself behind the bar, which essentially just comprises of grabbing one glass and continually wiping the one glass. I take the... I take the first beer, I grab it with my uh, firmly, and I drink it and gulk it down in one gulk, like in a cup of this... And then I slam it down. Oh, yeah. That's some good beer. All right, constitution check. Dun, 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 dun. 56. 56, you feel drunk. Mm, all right. Uh, what, um, what are the, are the, are the barrels still shaking? You look over and uh, you see one of the barrels move. You're not sure though. It might be like a trick of the light. It's pretty dim in here and everything's got this weird green haze through the smoke. How many people are in the bar? Besides yourselves, there's two other people. It seems to be like a couple at the other end of the bar. Minding their own business. Uh, is there a way to get the bartender out of sight? To have a look at these... You might have to do some kind of distraction. Currently, the bartender's kind of made himself available between the two groups. Mm. All right, I'm going to go drink with the bartender. Maybe get him drunk. You, Fluffy, what, what's Fluffy's um, character's name? Finn. Finn. You, Finn. Go check out what, what, what's up with those barrels. All right. You have made a huge error in judgment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out very soon. So I take my beer, I get up, sit with him. I was like, let's have a drink together. I, place the, my, the, I pay it for 
by his side. Oh, that's How's very kind of you. I, I have my own drink over here. I'll, I'll have that if you don't mind. It's my preferred brand. What is it? You look, and uh, as he pulls back from the uh, counter, behind the counter, is just a clear mason jar. Ooh, may I have a taste? Oh, I'm sorry. This is this is my own, my own. It's rather sentimental. This was given to me by my my dear mother before she passed, and oh, I don't have sorry. much left. I oh, would I share with you, but it's rather important, am no. I? No, no, I totally respect it. That's a, their mother's must have been a lovely lady. Oh no, she was a right bitch. But you know, she really, she really laid into me, and you know, scars. All those, those are the deepest family. You understand? Oh, yeah, a real whore. Yeah, she got around. <laughs> I'm gonna get my orange juice and walk over to the couple. Okay. <laughs> Finn heads in the exact opposite direction of where uh, we had agreed about. Okay, Finn heads over to the couple. They're kind of trying to. They they see you approach, but they kind of like uh, look over their shoulder and then turn back to their drinks. Not sure how how to interpret your approach. Throw the juice on them. Uh, what what what? I dare say. What, what is this all about? Who are you, sir? Ah, oh dear, my favorite dress. Husband, oh dear. <laughs> so they're they're uh freaking out. The bartender is uh, slack jawed. Uh <laughs> Walk back over to the group. How dare you just see that guy? How do you that guy's a bad man? That uh that he's like being held back by his wife at this point. He's completely beat red in the face. Uh, are you guys doing anything? <laughs> really now, really. All right. Uh, so. Wait, did you hear what I said? Or did I forget to press the button? No, you forgot to press you the button. Go ahead. No, I, the yeah, yeah. Um, Say it again. I paid a bartender five bucks to ignore it. And I just say, uh, whatever happens, let him deal with it. It's his problem. All right. So as, as you slide the money across the counter, you look up and you see the bartender pulling a shotgun from behind, from underneath the counter. And he's halfway through uh, putting the safety off, and then he looks at your money, puts the safety back on, and puts the shotgun back underneath the counter. Meets eye contact with you, Max, and then slowly pulls the money back away. Alright, so he's going to go over and try and smooth things over with the guest who's just really irate. So he's freaking out in the background. Uh, yeah, uh, the bartender's continuing to throw like really daggery glances over at Finn. <laughs> what are you doing? What was the point of that? Trying to get banned from another place. What? On a side note, what's what's that green haze? Is it 
something natural or otherwise. So you look around and you see that the green haze isn't so much, uh, it's not a physiological phenomenon, it's just lighting. So there are green lamps throughout the basement, throughout the speakeasy, and the uh, couple smoking, the bartender smoking. It's just the ambient smoke that's getting lit up green and has this strange effect. Uh, and how tired are these? Uh, One more time. I, I'm having a little. I'm a little having trouble how with your mic. How tired are the casts? Meow. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I keep getting disconnected and reconnected. Yeah, it might be like a mic problem. It might be like a connection issue, but um. Yeah, you're trying to um, you're telling trying to see how close something is together. Yeah, see if there's something to be eating or not. Huh. Um, I, I I'm gonna be honest, man. You're 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 like cutting out like crazily bad. Yeah, it's hard to to catch all the. Easy would be to knock off a good of the casker. Well, not, cause I know the guy was trying, the bartender was trying to make sure they were super tight, but I don't know how well he succeeded. Oh, oh, you're trying to see if uh, you're trying to see if it's like if we can't open it up if we knock it down or something. Yeah, do something where it looks like it's more of an accident than on purpose, like it actually is. Well. Your uh, other guy just poured orange juice on a couple. That's probably a good yeah, distraction. Go ahead and look uh, like we're actually trying to get in the cask now, do we? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead and roll a dexterity check to kind of try and knock over the casket, but make it look like it kind of just fell over on its own. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll a dex check. Casket falls over. I'm gonna have to push it. I rolled a seventy-four out of a with the dex of seventy, so I want to push it. All right, go ahead and push it. Patron is carrying me. Okay, forty-six. 46 this guy rolled a 49 so he looks over just as you begin to push it and somehow you play it off like you're trying to catch it as it falls down and you successfully pull it down and trick the bartender and it smashes into a thousand pieces and there lying on the floor is a 12 year old girl And she looks up at you with horror and terror in her face. Confusion, not sure why she's there. Does she look like any possible missing missing person pictures? Is she for sale too, bartender? You ask the bartender that, and you both meet 
you both meet each other's eyes and a fear goes into him because he now knows that you know that he's been trafficking these ladies. And you look back at the other barrels and you realize they're probably full of women as well. Well, it's not our business until you make it our business. Hey, look, man, I don't want any trouble. Wait, hold on. That's the wrong accent for this guy. Hey, look, hold on. I don't want no trouble. So, where are you doing with them? I understand. They they had trouble. It's it's trying times. They had trouble paying debts. I don't care why, how you got them, or what you're gonna do with. Well, I do kind of care what you're gonna do with them. I'm. Where are they going? I'm not gonna stop you. Just be honest with me. Well, they've been purchased. Their 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 families had debts that weren't they weren't able to settle. So. Their parents sold them to wealthy benefactors. Okay. I'm merely a middleman. Look, look, what do you need to know? How can I... Is there any information you need that will get you out of my hair? I'll tell you anything. Um, there was a uh, robbery recently. Three different places. I'm looking for the person who did it. Oh, you're talking about the artifacts that were stolen, yes. Yes, I know about that. Yeah, okay, you're going to need to talk to... to, You're going to need to talk to Alabaster uh, Spoonage. Now, his... uh, Alabaster's street name is the Greasy Spoon. He can be found over by the college, uh, usually in the afternoons, trying to rob new... uh, He's usually trying to rob the new students who don't know their way around the campus yet. Now, now, please, he, you'll find him there. He's always there at the campus, at the campus courtyard. Please, now, just go. Uh, and I point at the his uh, triple X liquor. Give me one. Uh, okay. He walks over and then slides uh, the triple X liquor across. Yep, that's a fine vintage. Thank you. I, tr- I place a 20 on the ground, on the table. Thank you for your business. I slip it and walk away. Fast, fast. He's thoroughly confused at this point, but uh, he walks I'm around the counter. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around and, and picks up the small child and pulls her into the room behind the... Uh... Have a good life, little one. You might, make, you might become a mistress and make that money. Stop being a baby. I like how these guys act. And we head out. Alright, you guys make your way back up the stairs, out back into the uh, alleyway. Well, I guess you did what you gotta do. Nicely done. It works a lot better than ruining someone else's dress and making a big bust. It just makes more attention. That was my intention, though. You wanted to make a bus? You wanted to get bands. That's one kind of distraction. Well, now we know he does human trafficking. What do you want to do? Do you want to stop it? Or. Well, we're far away from the door, by the way. And it's refreshing why I'm saying this now. 
Or we can... Oh, actually, why don't we just find out who he's selling it to? We'll stay for the night. We'll do a stakeout. See where the bears go. I'm done with that. Alright. Yeah, All we right. could do that. We could do a bigger payday in, in every different direction that way. Alright, we're going to stay the night. So stake it. Stake it and find out where these bears are going. All right, well, you guys stake it out, and for the majority of the day, nothing happens. However, eventually, you see a lot of activity around Reverend Father... Hang on. Reverend Father Anthony Morancy, the minister of the Second Heart Church at 554 South French Hill Street. Now, this is going to be on the uh, lower south side, and Father Monnery presides over a predominantly Italian congregation, although a handful of Irish Catholics who live in the vicinity have also, also amassed there. So, you will see... Yeah, you'll see a lot of activity coming in and out of his church, and you'll also see that... Oh, um, are you guys... Well, I got confused. Are you guys staking out... Uh, what are you guys staking out for? The barrels. The, the human trafficking. Okay, so you're trying to investigate further where the, uh, the human trafficking barrels are headed? Yeah. Got it. In this world, human sacrifice is like definitely key in this world so of course it is how else do you keep uh, everything running smoothly true true did that child look familiar from pictures or anything like that this is kind of before the uh milk carton age although i guess uh missing persons in the newspaper would still be a thing but uh no you do not uh recognize the child per se i know and i'll say um where exactly are you guys posting up outside the speakeasy? Uh, can you describe the lo uh, where, uh, where the, the location so we have a better... Uh, uh so from the alleyway, essentially this building is going to be... Uh, it's a standard, uh, standard affair. Alright, well then, hide in the alleyway. Um, I say we uh, see if there's a back area. Is there a back, like a back entrance and so forth? So the alleyway that you guys used to gain entrance into the speakeasy was the back entrance. So the front entrance is a lot more traveled. So anything nefarious is probably going through the, this back way that you're monitoring. All right, then uh, we'll so yeah. So we'll just stay around a corner behind a trash can or whatever. Well, it's all those big trash cans, not the little metal ones you can just kick over. <laughs> right, the ones that uh, the raccoons live in. Yeah, sure. So uh, go ahead and uh, give me a spot hidden check. Anyone who wants to make the check can go ahead and roll. 45. 35? 45. 45, okay. I outright failed. Not 100, but all. 68. 68. 
So you guys spend the rest of the day, but no activity. You see a few more people, a few smaller groups head into the establishment. A few, then a few hours later, trickle out. Same people, but no new people uh, enter, and there's no trucks arriving, and uh, there's not any kind of drop-off or pickup of caskets. Can I look for Pevacoon? Yes, go ahead and roll. Spot hidden. Can I do it again? 13. Oh, well, never mind. I don't have to do it here. No raccoons, but you find a lot of rats. In fact, you look all around you, and the rats are starting to climb over your shoes. You've been there a while, and they're getting bold. Wait, what did you look for? He's the king of rats. Damn it, I was looking for raccoons, not that. No raccoons, just rats. All right. All right. All right. I thought you were doing Okay, um... Fine, let's uh, wait an hour, one more hour, and see if this works. All right, so you guys go ahead and wait another hour. And it's kind of creeping into the early night. You're well past midnight. It's getting cold, and the chill of night is really creeping into you. And just as you're about to give up and walk away, one truck, two trucks, five trucks, Ten trucks all line up in this alley and start to pull in. It's a, oh quite God, an a operation. It's a convoy, and it goes around the bend. You know that there's more trucks, but only ten have pulled into this alley. Men get out of the truck, two, four, six, all the way up to ten, and they start unloading barrels from the back of the truck. Now these barrels are empty, however... As you see them unload the empty barrels and the associated caps to, to go with them, they take, you start seeing two-man groups carry out barrels from the basement, and they start loading them onto the trucks. You also see from the back of these trucks that armed men are posted on the lookout, smoking cigarettes, scanning the perimeter. They haven't noticed you yet, but they are looking. How many men are there? You see that uh, old loading and loading, you've counted at least 12. And they're all armed? You see... Uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden check to see if you can see guns, because it's, uh, it's a little bit of way, uh, ways down the alley from you, and it is not... 23? Okay, you see a glint of moonlight on the steel of the guns. Yes, these men are armed, either with rifles or handguns. And Tommy guns, probably. You don't see him. Um, let's get in the car and follow them. Unless you guys want to do something else. Which you can. Don't get me wrong here. What do you want you guys want to do? Yeah, we can follow. We need to stay a very distance behind. I'm going to pet that with me. Mm -hmm. Alright, so you guys uh, falling in line with the caravan? Yeah. Oh my. Alright, so go ahead. Preferably uh, at a safe enough distance so we don't get ourselves killed beforehand. <laughs> I'm just holding to that like normal class. Oh boy. Alright, so uh, you're all falling back. 
hopping in the car and gonna try and surreptitiously slip into this caravan. Who's driving? Who's the driver? Who's the baby driver? Wait, 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 wait. What's happening? Well, this, I thought this was your plan. Is this not the plan? I, I said we're going to fall behind them. Oh, so you want to follow the caravan at a distance. But now that you did that, I want to do that instead. Oh, oh boy. That does sound okay. more fun. Okay, who's dri you're driving. Johnny's driving. Shit. I'm going to drive them. Get ready to fire at them. We're taking these women's home. All right, Max, give me um, give me an automobile handling check. What is that? Driving auto is twenty-five. Bill, is that Oliver? Twenty-five. Twenty. Is that a success? Yes, twenty-five. Wonderful. All right, so you guys very, very closely slip right into the mist as these caravan guys pull away. You kind of just pop your lights on and pull right in behind them. You guys are chugging along down the road. Do you guys like my... What? Do you guys like my ride, friends? Finn thinks he's the king of the rats. So. Finn, uh, Finn Rat King now? Oh boy. Well, you, can have them kill, you can have them eat the... Eat, eat the bad guys, man. Have them go eat the bad guys. Timothy doesn't like to eat humans. How do you know? Have you he's fed a him vegan humans? rat. A vegan rat? Explains why he's so skinny. Mal Norris. I uh I had a pet rat that was a skeleton. Never had to feed him. Ah. All right, so you guys continue in the caravan and eventually you make your way out way out to the countryside and it's getting uh, it's getting eerie because the fog, the fog is so thick. You're not sure how far you've gone and you're starting to lose track of time. Eventually, you see in the distance red lights. And as you get closer, you see that these red lights are brake lights that have just illuminated the fog in the distance from all the previous cars ahead of you turning on their brakes. In the meadow for a second. Have we derailed you by chance? Oh, Have you guys are so far off the rails. Okay. You guys are you all the way off back. the rails. You want us to turn back? I what? can't do that. What? We're off the of rails. There's no on the rails. There's no getting back on track. <laughs> Alright. Let's go kill some people then. So you guys look in. Back on the track after being off the track is to find the new entrance to the track. <laughs> right, this this track's gonna need a hook, but now that we're off track, so you guys look down the street 
you look down the road and your vehicle comes to a stop as the car in front of you also slows to a stop it's uh, it's odd it's eerie the entire sky around you has been lit up with this red glow from the brake lights of all the cars in front of you excellent they know all right can, uh, can we turn into the brush or something you look at the sides of the road there is a bit of tall grass it goes up a few feet but uh yeah the new jersey countryside is um i actually don't know anything about the new jersey country countryside i'm just gonna assume it's like california so it's grassy there's no trees and so forth no there's no forests on the on the east coast um, I guess we can just drive past and see what's happening. Have your gun ready. Uh, we're going to stop, surprise them, and bye. I'm joking. No, we're just going to keep on going. And then if we can turn on a road and go around them. So this is a one-track road. So to go around these guys, you're going to have to go off-road and start driving in the grass. And... Uh, you're not sure how many cars are ahead of you. You know it's more than ten. And um, you're going to park the car on the, on the side of the road, and we're going to sneak up from behind, I guess, in the tall grass, and have our guns ready. All right, so you guys pull over to the side of the road, and as you're getting out of the car, you see the car in front of you. The truck is starting to offload the caskets, and they kind of look back at you kind of expectantly, waiting for you to, to walk up and start helping unload the caskets. All right, let's go. And they wave over. They wave over, yeah, and flag you down. Hey, welcome. Uh, yeah, come on over. We need some, we need some help getting these caskets out. Thanks. We appreciate you. No problem, no problem. Help it out. Right on, yeah. Yeah, you know, the orders just keep going up. I'm barely feeling, man. It's so much work. Well, that's good. Who's it? That's good to hear. Engineering business is booming. Yeah, yeah, it sure is booming. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You guys uh, kind of finish uh, the final casket of the of the ten, and you start popping them open and uh, taking the girls out. They're not happy; they're uh, resisting, but um, you know the the people are going to be kind of rough, so they're kind of just muscling them out. Is there a way to like? Are they holding their guns? Is there a way to like get away from them? Um. So there's about, uh, in this truck here, I'd say there's about four people. So there's three of you and then four of them. So with the element of surprise, you might have a chance. But, um, yeah, they're starting to, uh, and, and as they open the barrels and start rounding them, uh, all the kids up, you notice that they all are uh, female. They're all girls. And they're starting to herd them up towards the front of the caravan. And there's only four people? There's only four people at this truck, but there are nine more trucks up ahead of you at least that you know about, and each one of them are full of caskets, and they're full of men unloading the caskets now too. So it's foggy. You're having trouble. You're a bit disoriented, and you can't quite tell what your surroundings are, but you know there are other trucks unloading similar cargo ahead of you and that you're just at the back of this caravan witnessing what's being offloaded from this particular truck. All right. Uh, can I, I'm going to ask, when is the client coming by? What? They're, they're by the same time every week, man. I heard, I, heard some, I heard some weird rumors, that's all. All right. Yeah, all right. 
No, no, it was all right. I mean, there's a bit of misinformation going around. It's it's not always the same. Okay, no, it's not always the same place. You know, we gotta make sure that the suspicion's not aroused by being a bit sporadic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to figure out where the guys back on route. Just gave me a second. So as you guys are, are kind of talking with them, your entire group is moving forward down the road. And as you continue to move, your group kind of amasses and congeals with the rest of the people. And you're noticing that this was a lot more than just 10 trucks. This was probably closer to, pro, this was probably closer to about 100. And this is thousands of people starting to move down the road. And you are joining them and you're moving out into a, a giant field. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, GM, you're not going to try to kill us are, it's for getting off the rail, are you? Yeah, look at this joker over here. <laughs> and he's, uh, kind of nudges and elbows his friends, and, and uh, they're all kind of smirking and laughing at you. And as you kind of meet eyes with them, you notice that they have wild eyes. They're something, something missing. And, uh, I feel like I shouldn't have bought Timothy here. Is Timothy the name of the rat? Yes. Well, at least we fit in now. Fuck. So as you guys move into this uh, field, there's an odd bit with the smoke. Not, uh, not the smoke, the mist. Not only is it moving, and, and the strange red pattern is, is oddly rippling, almost breathing, you see through the mist... It almost parts as a figure in white emerges. Now you have only heard a brief description of Reverend Father Anthony Monterey. Monterey? Moraney. Moraney. Thank you. Yeah, you've only heard rumors about Father Reverend Moraney, but now that you see him, his white suit white hat and thin goatee mustache there's no mistaking that this is indeed the same gentleman and he goes into the middle of the field and stands on a small box and waits for everyone to gather around everyone's kind of moving into a semicircle around him for him to speak you guys are wandering up you're kind of the last to arrive people in front of you have begun to sit and and look up expectantly at the reverend for his sermon. I'm gonna uh, uh tell. Uh, uh, sorry, what's your what's your character name? Arkham. Johnny. Is... Johnny. Okay, Johnny. I'm gonna whisper to Johnny. Johnny. I don't know what's gonna happen. Stay back a bit as witness. And if something goes sketchy, cause distraction. I'm not sure if we can trust your uh, the other guy not to get us killed. <laughs> we'll do. All right, and then I'm gonna let a Johnny head toward like get a little bit further away from us, if possible, like him sneaking out away from everybody while deposing, since they're all looking at one guy. Yeah, go ahead and roll the dexterity check or a stealth check. Uh, 
Johnny or me? Oh, you got 10? Nice. Oh. Alright, so you guys slip away very sneakily like ninjas. Naruto would be proud. <laughs> you look so. Alright, so you guys successfully managed to kind of just fade back as you watch uh, Max. Max, what are you doing? Oh no, I'm Max. Finn is another guy. Right, I thought you were heading in. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm heading in. With, uh, I'm heading in. Yeah, right, so Finn and Johnny kind of fade back and they kind of get some ground and stealthily melt back. What are you doing, Max? I'm just going to walk in with the other guy. Walking with the other guys. All right, he's walking with the guys. Hey, you believe this jumbo over here? You know, man, I'm fucking one of them. Not. All right, let's have a look at what's going to happen. All right, so as the rest of the congregation kind of files in and finishes sitting down, you kind of join them in the back, not drawing attention to yourself, but still close enough to hear everything clearly, and he... uh clears his throat and looks around and gets ready to address everyone. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, we are gathered here in God's righteousness to give praise to the one true creator of this world. Now, join with me in the madness and confusion and praise be to Azazel's name. Join me in the resuscitation of the last syllable. And with that, the whole group goes into a, a low guttural chant. And they all, as one, begin to call the name of Adhesov, the last syllable of his name. Everybody go ahead and roll a uh, little sanity check. Yeah, essentially, you guys... 19. Should... 19? Wow, nice roll. Yeah, you, you fell on a Azathoth. Azathoth cult, dude. Ugh. Hate it when that happens. That's a, what, a d20, or what is it we're rolling for that? Sanity, Sanity? check is going to be a percentile dice, so you're going to roll a, a d10 and a, 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 another d10 with the two, uh, the two digits on there. Alright, copy that. Eight. Wow. Damn. Thirty-three. Thirty-three or fifty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So you all succeed, and you all listen to this strumming beat as they call Azathoth's name, and the waves ripple as reality bends, and you all feel it. Claw at your mind and then pull back and resist as Avasaw's name tries to drive you insane. So you all see this cult. You all can feel the pulses of energy as Avasaw's name is called. You, sir, Max, since you're close to the group and you're kind of just trying to have to uh, mumble your way through it and pretend like you're calling, calling the Dark Lord's name. You... You can feel it more intensely. Uh, Johnny, uh, 
yeah, Johnny and Finn, you guys, you're you're further back, but you still see the scene, and it it looks grotesque and horrific to you at a distance. Still feel the pressure of it, but you, at a at a distance, you can you you feel more safe. So what uh, what am I seeing? Like, are they doing things, or or is it more of a feeling of grotesque? It's a feeling of of gravity, like you're being pulled in by this force. You're not sure what it is, but it's irresistible. It's overwhelming. It's like the entire universe, the foundation, the cornerstone of existence is being pulled down upon you, like you're about to be crushed. It's probably just a genjutsu. Um, how far is the preacher away from me? Yeah, maybe a good uh, 20, 30 yards. You're in sprinting distance. But uh, at this point, you're not in any particular danger. You're, you can tell that the intense pressure being placed on your mind is going to be uh, dangerous for your sanity if you continue to stay there. But you're not in any physical danger. And the women that were there, are they chanting and doing anything different or weird or fucking crazy? So both the women, men, and children at this seance are all acting crazy. They're uh, very Pentecostal Christian uh, vibes. They're reaching into the air. They're clawing at themselves. They're pulling their hair out. They're tearing at their skin. Uh, What about the people who brought... They, you look over and they're beating their breasts and bruising themselves. Uh, well, I'm going to raise my gun and hit the, uh, the preacher in the head. Aim. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead and take an aim shot at the preacher. Uh, I got 54. I'm going to push it, though. Okay, let's push. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah, that's gonna hit him. Uh, at that distance, yeah, you're gonna go ahead and take him right in the chest. Go ahead and um, go ahead and roll two. Actually, for uh, a pistol. Let me get my. Rule book. Do you have a D6? I have two D6. I have three D6. Go ahead and roll one D6. Four. Plus two is six. He's still up. So right as he chants as I saw his name and the syllable rings out over the congregation, he stumbles back for a moment and then your shot rings out. It's like a delayed effect. And he reaches up and you've blown his entire jaw off. 
He can no longer speak, and his tongue is limply flailing around, spraying blood over the people in front of the in the first rows of his congregation. And this is when everyone starts to scream. So you see about 30 people look directly at you. The rest of the people start looking wildly around, and it's just complete chaos erupts. I'd say all the people around you start pulling you down, and you are immediately pulled down to the ground. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. And uh, we're going to count this as a constitution check as well. A strength, uh, oh, not a strength, a dexterity and a constitution check. Twelve. Twelve? Wow. So with a 12, yeah, you, okay, hold on. <laughs> That's really high. I got to make some rolls here for the rest of the people. 18. Give me a second. And 45. So these people would have needed, um, a hard success to grab you because I'm sorry man give me a moment I'm sorry give me <laughs> oh go ahead so as you um Finn and uh Johnny okay. you guys okay. are no, watching no, no, no. Oh, no no problem so Finn and Johnny you guys are watching um Max take aim and take a shot at the dear reverend what are you guys doing this is why Timothy is a vegan what what does that have to do with anything Get in the car and I don't know, what do you want you guys want to do, man? I tell I am I'm, I'm taking this guy out. Me <laughs> Alright, so if you guys don't have anything particular you're wanting to try, um... So I'm gonna can I uh, rec recommend something for them then? Sure. Alright guys, I recommend you check out, get a car ready, like a closest car and ready to go, because if I'm able to run back to you guys, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. And if I don't make it, you guys get the fuck out of here. Sounds fair? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Alright, what's happening my friend? Okay, so with uh with the you guys get the fuck out of here exclamation, you guys look back and see Max and two three people around him try and lunge as they see him take a shot at their dear holy savior the reverend and they fumble and miss and they kind of trip over themselves and somehow at happenstance Max finds him at the back of the group free there's no one behind him, and he's kind of stumbling back, and he's got five, ten feet away from the other people who are just so shocked by his shot blowing away the re uh, the reverend's jaw that that they're they're reeling and they're trying to to mount and find the source. And as soon as they've realized that it was in fact Max, he's already five, ten feet away, just out of reaction. 
fucking jet it out of there. I, I, I shoot behind me and run towards them. It's like, get the car running! Get the car running! I hate snakes! Get the plane going! <laughs> Not snakes on this damn goddamn plane! These motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. No, this rat. Oh yeah, rat. <laughs> Who's driving? And please roll. All right, Max, go ahead and roll a dex check as you're trying to to sprint away from these cultists who are now hot on your tail and well, angry. Yeah, I'm, here, by the way. I'm like. <laughs> I'm gonna do it right now. 14. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so you just shoot over your shoulder and you blow off the head of a cultist without looking. It just explodes into a geyser of blood. What the fuck, man? These rows, they're going to catch up to me now. I know it. I just know it. Hey, you're all high. Got to roll low. That's true. All right. Uh, Do we get in the car? Uh, That actually depends on who's getting the car going. Who's who's getting the car going? All right. I'll get it going. I'm in the back seat with the vac. Go ahead and roll dex check. See how well you're operating this car and you can pull it up. One. One? Wow. So like uh, Speed Racer, you drift sideways. And like uh, Vin Diesel out of Fast and Furious, you drift into these two and pick them up as the cult is just about to catch them and you start speeding down the road. Fuck, guys. I feel like everyone here in this chat is cooler than me right now. Well, you did. I mean, I just have rats. Uh, you have a rat. Uh, um okay let's head back to town and this time let's go find this guy let's go do what we're gonna we got hired to do now so you guys make it back into town yeah. and you come in and you make it you cross the uh, city limits just as the sun is cresting up above the horizon and it's a brand new day Back in the lovely city of New York, how are you guys spending it? Well, let's go find Spoon. All right, and you guys. What? Probably should rest for for twenty four hours now, roughly. I'm I'm fucking good, man. I'm good. Let's go. I I just killed a priest or badly injured him. He's just grievously wounded a preacher, so I'm sure that's going to be good karma. Uh, he's definitely on the adrenaline. We'll get some coffee, have a smoke. All right, you guys make your way to a local diner to refresh yourselves. You're doing all right uh, in terms of exhaustion. Uh, you're still running high on adrenaline, but yeah, you don't need to rest. It's a brand new day, and you're uh, ready to go out and explore and find that greasy spoon. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick five-minute break. Holy fuck, man. Holy fuck. Timothy is best boy. Changed my mind. I just like to yeah, come back, my friend. Uh, they're 
comics, so they well, like graphically edit. They do translations, you know, like manga. So I would edit the mangas so they can like put make it make it cleaner. I was it cleaner. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Ooh. And my group, my group was uh, uh, the uh, dark god and uh, the perv temple. There you go. <laughs> perv temple. That's my kind of temple. Yeah, the harem temple and so forth. Yeah, so that's what our group was. The cleaning side was the cleaning or the earth temple. Anyways, uh, that's where I got it. I just... So you ready to lose more characters, sir? Hell yeah. Hey, before we get fully going, can I do an occult check over the what we just saw, see if I've heard anything about what we witnessed, not that particular question, but of it happening beforehand. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll um yeah, cult roll would be appropriate. See if you've uh if you have knowledge on uh these kind of rituals or this kind of uh, particular occult figure as a Twenty-nine, which is a, is a success. Okay, so what you know about Azathoth is that he's a particularly dangerous god. He's one of the most powerful outer gods in the uh, the Cthulhu pantheon. What you know about him is that at this particular point in history, they didn't know they didn't even know until the nineties that there was anything outside of our own galaxy to put that in perspective, but. At this particular time, they didn't know about how big the universe was, so they thought that simply our sun was the center of our solar system and that our solar system rotated around a supermassive black hole in the center of our galaxy. Now, we understand that our galaxy rotates around... Uh, a series of supermassive black holes at the center of our universe. These black holes are Azathoth. Azathoth is the center of our universe, and all matter and time is structured around him and is based off him. And at the center of the universe are other entities. And around Azathoth constantly are flutes that these entities play and fill the space with a cacophony of flute music. You also know, as an aside about Azathoth, that to utter his name and to call upon Azathoth is a powerful magical spell. And it will sap the power of any creature that hears Azathoth's name, his true name. Which is basically what we ended up walking into. Could be. And stops, may I add. Holy fuck, he can't talk, sure. Unless he, oh man. We can, probably should finish the deal, deal later. But I'm pretty sure he can't talk anymore. He won't be calling any old gods' names. Hey, oh.
So we're gonna go to the college and find Spoonie. All right, you guys want to make your way on over to the uh, the Miskatonic University courtyard. See if you can pick out a greasy uh, or yeah, the greasy spoon. Yes. All right. Definitely. All right, you guys. Uh, you know, it was a, a long day, so you kind of nap around and wait for the uh, two o'clock afternoon time that was recommended to you. Uh, by the bartender that you uh, you know something was going sketchily down from him. He was uh, sourcing some kind of weird stuff, but he did give you a tip about the greasy spoon, and you guys nap uh, and rest up and make your way over there and uh, get there a little bit early, and about 1.30, you post up, get a good spot where you can overlook the entire courtyard, anyone who's entering and leaving, and you begin your post. Uh, who would like to uh, roll spot hidden check? Go ahead. Anyone that would like uh, to go 70. ahead. Seven zero. I don't see nothing. I see nothing. I see nobody. I don't even see the students that are walking right in front of my face. Yeah, uh, a woman with very 43. large tits walks by, and you're oh my goodness. That's all you see. 23. Uh, you see a large, fat gentleman, and uh, almost looks like a tramp, to be honest. He's very, uh, he's got pa- patches in his jacket. His shoes are uh, stitched together with odd colored thread, and his hat is uh, just completely rumpled and, and crumpled up and just looks like a ratchet piece of trash. You see him make his way across the courtyard. He recognizes a a younger gentleman, probably a newer student here at the Miskatonic University. And you see him walk right up to this younger gentleman and bump right into him. Uh, The two kind of exchange courtesies. uh, The the fatter gentleman that you assume is now the greasy spoon. He kind of lifts up his hat and uh, continues on his way, uh, brusquely brushing the gentleman off. Did we see him look like he took anything? You can go ahead and do a spot check, uh, spot check, uh, spot hidden check. Thirty-eight out of fifty, so I pass. You see, as he bumped into the young kid, he reached into the the kid's uh, vest pocket and pulled out his wallet book. It was, uh, I wouldn't say it was the most smooth thing. It wasn't the cleverest maneuver you've ever seen, but it got the job done. Yeah. I'm going to go to the kid who just got robbed. Oh, while well, he, the other guy walks away. And I was like, hey, man, I think he stole your wallet. What? Well, well, no, surely you're mistaken. I have it right. But I, I swear, I just had my wallet right here in my coat pocket. Yeah, I'm pulling, and like, and I, uh, like, I adjust my head towards the fat fuck that just bumped him. Yeah, well, maybe Heath has it. No, maybe no. Heath, 
No, surely I'm mistaken. He's such a, a polite gentleman. I, uh, no, that's uh, completely, uh, balderdash, sir. That's completely ridiculous. I must have forgot it at home today before I, I left for class today. Yes, that must be it. I'll, I'll return to my dormitory straight away to make sure that I rectify the situation immediately. Mm. Well, then I'll go have a talk. And... The... Well, have a good day, sir. Yes, yes, you too. No, no, yes, you too. Of course, yeah. Cheerio, sir. And I said, I said that into his face. What a fool! That was a walk away. <laughs> Some people dare say. Uh, the greasy spoon kind of saw that interaction over his shoulder. He kind of looked back, and he sees you I, I, making I, his before way before towards you... him, and he picks up his face. Wait, 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 wait! Well, he's looking at me. I show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brandish my gun on my pot, on my side pocket. He so sprints. He's, he's uh, in a full run. He sees the gun and he starts taking off running. Oh yeah! All right, yeah, fine. I'm gonna try to cut him off. We're coming. <laughs> coming. I take, out, I take out my gun. I said, I, "I am the police. Get down! Get down! This is the police. You're under arrest." So go yeah, ahead and roll it. Yeah, go ahead and roll. A, okay, that's interesting. Go ahead and roll a deception check. <laughs> I'm going to try to cut the kid off while he's doing all this. Dexterity check. I'm going to just try to tackle him for no good reason. Also a dexterity check. We got two football liners, uh, two wide ends trying to make the tackle on this guy. Uh, 61 out of 65. 16. That's a good intimidation check. I failed mine, so it's between Finn and uh, Max. Finn? Finn passed his dexterity check. Oh, that's good. Because uh, he rolled a, uh, a 14 on his... Uh, on the deception check, so... He looks back and he sees you with the gun and screaming police and he is not sure and he just figures that he can make it around this corner and get away from you in time as Finn fully horizontally leaps through the air and crashes into him and knocks him to the ground. Both Finn and the Greasy Spoon roll over uh, end over end on each other until they come to a rest in a pile of garbage. Clank, 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 clank. Nicely done, Finn. Nicely done. Oh, I don't hurt me. Now I'm... Don't hurt me, sir. Don't, don't hurt me, Governor. I'm, I'm all, I swear, I didn't mean it. I, you know, it's just not. Can I hit him? Yeah, I can't stop you from hitting him. <laughs> Give me the wallet. Max, can I hit him? Uh, yeah, you can hit him if you want. No, please don't hit me, sir. No, please, Max, don't like okay, him. Hit me. Him. Oh, <laughs> no, stop. Don't, don't hit okay. me, sir. Don't hit me again. Alright, first wallet. Yeah, take it. Christ's sake. Oh, just don't hit me anymore. I rolled a 19. I, I can't promise you that. Oh, no. you rolled a 19, so you actually struck him. Okay, so go ahead and roll um, a 1d4 uh, for uh, melee damage. 
And Wally beats him up, and I was like, I'm looking for your friend. Oh, you no, know? please stop. No, uh, no, stop it, please. <laughs> what friend are you looking for? Oh, hey. Your teacher. The one that you... You know who. No, no, I could never give up, Sticky. No, you can't make me. Come on, we've been doing this thing for years. You can't make me okay. give up my partner. And I, I, I put the hey, gun to his roll the four on the D4. No, 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 no. Wow. Okay, so, uh... He takes, like, a real heavy one to the gut. <laughs> He's starting to cough a little blood. I put the gun to his kneecap. No, please, I need my... Uh, no, please, that's how I'm like my leaving. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm sorry. I'll tell you where he is. I'll show you, I'll show you where he lives. Jesus Christ, well, just don't me. hurt me. Don't hurt me anymore. Alright, alright, alright. Come with us. We'll take, we'll take him to the car. Uh, I have uh, put the gun away. Make sure it doesn't cause too much trouble. And no. if I see that stu the the guy who got his wallet stolen, is he nearby? Nah, he's gone. Alright. Is there a pretty girl nearby? Is that girl? There's lots of pretty women there. there. Yes, there's plenty of uh, women with huge tits and large shoulder pads around. I know, yes. that means the one that I was looking at. Apparently. Ah. Uh. No, 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 she's gone. Uh, well, then I was going to get rid of the money. Oh, well. Yeah, well, it sucks to be her. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, put him. We put him in the car and we head out. Right, child. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, right here. This way, Governor. And he starts leading you down the uh, crisscross in New York streets over to Jack's apartment. I pick, I pick him up. And you're coming with us. Alright, so he doesn't protest. He gets in the back of the car, and he starts uh, giving you guys directions on how to get to Jack's apartment. Is there anything else you want to do before uh, reaching your destination? Um, well, do you guys have any recommendations? Do you want to do anything? When was the last time you talked to Jack? Well, I haven't seen a head nor half of him in about a week. He told me he was had some big plan, big score planned out. He was going to do three jobs in one night. But, uh, yeah, ever since I I know he's working for the Reverend, uh, Reverend, um, Monterey. But I don't know what he was trying to get or what. Uh, I did see the story in the newspapers the next day that the uh, university had missed uh, some artifacts. There was a dagger and there was some kind of, uh, some kind of scroll or something like that, but... I couldn't tell you more than that. I don't know. I don't know what Jack was had to get those things, the dagger, the scroll for, and I don't know why the Reverend wanted them. You know, your friend pissed off somebody very important in this city, and he's not happy about not being part oh, of the cut. Oh, are you talking about the hammer? Oh, God. Not the hammer. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Why do you think we were so ruthless on you? Oh, if we were coming. ruthless on you, you know who would be ruthless on you. Oh, fuck, it's all coming together. All right, look, I'll tell you what Jack is, but you got, you got to work with him. He's not a bad guy. you got to give him a chance. The hammer's actually a pretty good guy. Well, 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 how do you say that? He's not. He is in my books. Well, whatever. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm now realizing I may be asking the wrong individuals to have mercy individual, on Jack. Individual, individual, sir. Don't mix me up. Uh, 
See, no, that's the problem with the hammer is he's always making he's always making strange allies. The hammer's just ruthless. Just ruthless. Well, that's why you don't get on his bad side. Fuck. I'm so confused on why he doesn't use a sledgehammer. Wait. Is it fun? No, sledgehammer would just be that's too much damage. You're more like you see, I don't think he's trying to kill anyone. I think he's just trying to hurt them. Yeah, make not too much damage if he uses a light. Get a new house, but not kill them. Maybe make them retarded. Right, you don't want to make them a little stupid, huh? You don't want them to damage their earning potential. Crying anyway. Uh, and you guys eventually, uh, yeah, turn left here. You guys pull up to a rundown, uh, decrepit apartment building. And, uh, he's like, he tells, all right, all right, this is it here. It's all right. Now, now, You're this is... Well, no, 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 no. Uh, now, now, some weird stuff been going okay. on here at the apartment. I tried... What do, you, what do you mean, weird stuff? Now, here, look. Here's the honest truth. And I call my gun to make sure he tells the truth. All right. Now, look. Here. Uh, I was here last week, uh, about f uh, four days ago on Friday. And I was trying to contact Jack for another gig. It was a small time, but nothing important, but when I got here, yeah, look, that's when shit got weird, and I left, and I'm not going back in there, all right? A bullet to your head would tell you, so, all right, all right. Well, at least Sorry. you... No, we could just leave him with Finn. No, no. Would he be safe? He would, be, would he be safer with us, or would he be safer staying right here with... Uh, he'd be safer, all of us staying together. No, I meant him with us, or... With leave him with Finn by himself. I feel like Finn will just beat him up to death. I'm going to be honest. So it'd probably be safer for him to walk with us, correct? Correct. <laughs> and we don't want you walking around no. telling people. No, no, promise I won't tell anyone. You just gotta let me go. I've done my end of the bargain. I've showed you where Sticky Jack was, and now I'm going. And if right, that's too much for you, you can blow just, my fucking head the, off. Open the door. Open the door, and I pull, I pull the trigger, not the trigger, but the, the, the hammer back. It's like, open the door of the damn building, now. Uh, at this point, you have noticed that his perspiration, like, this guy was already a pretty moist, glistening fellow, but you notice that now he is dripping beats of sweat. Whatever has him so scared and terrified is behind this door. And he Tell looks me at what you. Happened. Tell me what happened. For reals, don't lie to me. What happened? It's it's more of a feeling. I I just I know if I go in that building I'll die. Fine. And I take out five bucks, place it on his hand. Well, get the fuck out of there. He nods and just uh, he really rapidly nods and starts running. And it's a weird, like, fat guy run, like a waddle. Like, there's a lot I of... Uh... I'm gonna fire the gun at He looks like a penguin. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him in the ass cheek. Go ahead and take a, take a shot. Um, it's gonna be a disadvantage, because he's rolling away. So, um, yeah, go ahead and roll three dice there. Three dice? 
Yeah, you should roll two uh, double-digit percentile dices and give the uh, lower of the two to me. Or, uh, excuse me, the higher of the two. So... Okay, so the D10, the D10 with the double numbers? Yes. I like how you gave him money and shot him. Trying to shoot him. So, 67 and 97. Yeah, so he's gonna... Oh, 97? Yeah, okay. So he's gonna get around the corner. Well, I just want to scare his ass. <laughs> no better way to scare an ass than putting bullets into it. Alright. So. <sighs> this is how you don't mess with people. So you guys look up at this building and as you glance up it kind of seems like it's slowly growing taller I mean it's not obvious as you look at burn down the building I don't want to go in there yeah. why not we'll go check it out might be something in there right yeah. That's my thought. You can find whatever you need with fire. Is there anybody else around us? So you look up and down the block, and it's odd. This is New York. It's the middle of the day, but there seems to be a lot less foot traffic down this particular road. And it's almost like people are avoiding it. Nothing to worry about, I'm sure. And there's no people in white or you know, robes here. How does so, the actual atmosphere feel? Heavy. So you sense that there's just a pressure in the air, and every time you get closer to the building, it, it increases. It gets more thick and solid, like you're almost walking through a wall of it. You look around, uh, Max, and you're looking for a white flowing robes and chanting and you hear no chanting and you see no robes. Uh, Finn, are you going to us or are you going to stay in the car? I'm going with everyone. Uh, I can get a gun, uh, open my suitcase, uh, my back of the, the back of my car, to look around, grab a shotgun, get some shells out, get ready to go. Yep, or right, you guys load up. I'm just leaving Timothy in the car. Okay, the rat is lock. staying in the car. Yeah, he needs to be safe. Yeah, no, it's understandable, man. A dead rat. Alright, and we go We go to the door. I fall, I fall, uh, John. Alright, you guys walk up the steps, and each step feels like you're climbing a cliff. It's just long and slow-mo. You get is up it, to the door. What is that? Is it the same like it was at the uh, canteen at the, the forest? Not the forest, the field. Is the door the same as the field? Like the filling, since ah. the ritual. Um, yeah, actually, you notice there's a distinct similarity. You feel very similar to how you felt in the middle of the field. You don't 
you're not sure if it's the same presence or if it's just the same pressure, but it does feel familiar, yeah. Well, Dylan, right there you go. And maybe familiar is not the right word, ominous. Yeah, let's go ahead and get the get this over with. Let's hope it's fun. So you guys yeah, make your way up the fun. steps, and you see the words "fun" and "glitter" imprinted on the door. No, wait, that's not what's on the door. You see on the door of the apartment, the paint is this sickly vomit green color that's chipping off, and the locks on the door. There's about five or six of them, and it looks like they're rusted over, and it's clear that no one's used these locks in a long time. Whoever's using this apartment building, well, they're coming in from a different direction, because it's obvious no one's been in and out of this particular entrance in quite some time. Well, breach and clear, I guess? Yeah, probably sounds like the best option. So you're looking at this door, and you're thinking it's going to be extremely difficult to break down. It might be uh, worth exploring the rest of the building and making sure there's no other uh, alternative options before breaking this door down, because it's going to cause a lot, a lot of noise and quite a scene in the middle of the day and you know middle of the street. So if you do decide to break down the door, it might arouse unwanted attention from the police. It might uh, tip off some uh, some other folks. I have an idea. How about we call the police, inform them that there's been a human trafficking ring going off around this building, have the cops come in, and we go to the cops and fucking take the goods from them. Who says all the cops are not going to be on the take? Well, at least we don't die. And onto a criminal. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> As a, all right, where are we gonna go? At a meta, I was just trying to keep us safe. We're gonna be honest here. Hey man, we gotta go to the police, you guys. Something's fucked up here. Well, I was gonna lie to the police and tell them the human trafficking started here and make them go be guinea pigs, you know. So if something did happen, we'll have a. We can use them as guinea pigs and know what we're doing, getting ourselves. I was, I was being a dick. What's got around the building? And uh, just because you get a hold of them doesn't mean they're not on the take. They could very well already know what's going in and out of that building. Uh, no, I was, no, I was thinking anybody, but, no. but okay, let's go. So you guys are making your way around the building? Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. So as you guys walk around the building, it's pretty standard alleyway on the side. That's where they're picking up and disposing of the trash. You get to the back, you see a very modest backyard. This is clearly how the tenant, um, the landlady, is maintaining the property. She has her own little, kind of a tiny little backyard. And as you make your way over to the fence, you see that the gate for the uh for the backyard is kind of falling off the hinges and it's it's not providing much of uh an egress towards the property but it's not preventing you from entering either 
and you look inside the backyard and a lot of the grass is two three feet high overgrown weeds you look up towards the porch and the back steps and you see the back door wide open Talk about an ominous invite. Um, Flynn, go check it out. Go make some friends. You guys walk up to the door? I was going to step Flynn. You step go. foot? You just walk right in? I like in? going anywhere alone. <laughs> just walk right in, baby. What's the worst that could happen? All right, fuck it. I walk in by myself and I cock my shock ready to go. I'm on edge, man. I'm on edge. Like, like something that scares me, I'm going to... Oh, Jesus. All right, so Max is walking in with a shotgun. Locked and loaded. Hair trigger. I'm going to follow behind. All right, Finn. Uh, Finn and Max. Johnny, you with them? Yuppers. All right, all three of you cross the threshold into the uh, into the room and what see and what you see is a pretty modest apartment the walls are coated in this kind of uh, sickly light pink wallpaper and yeah it's not it's not uh, unpleasant but you can tell that it was put up quite a while ago and that this isn't the fanciest of accommodations and as you walk through the back door, you find yourself in a, a small hallway. And at the end of the hallway is a tiny kitchen. And you can see someone uh, bustling around back there, probably cooking or uh, preparing some kind of meal in this uh, modest kitchen. Uh, what do you guys want? You know what? Fuck it. I, I came in first. I don't figure out what's happening. I fucking I, I kick I kick over the table and I was like old woman sorry say person what's happening I want what, what is his name damn it I forgot sticky sticky Jack I want sticky Jack where is he oh hello how are you make sure she understands oh my and you are looking down at uh probably a woman in her late 80s early 90s she is a very decrepit old lady and she's uh bent over currently and as you burst through the door and you're screaming where's jack where's sticky jack she stands up and uh she pulls out of the oven a freshly baked um pan of cookies or plate of cookies i shoot the can pan of cookies damn it oh, oh my sonny that's just dear what are you doing in my home it's not your house until i say so so you're gonna tell me where sticky jack's at uh, oh goodness uh, who uh, speak up i don't understand why did you shoot the shotgun in my home i can't hear anything Johnny, Johnny, go, go. Since I'm being a little bit rude, you go talk to her. Alright. Sorry for my friend there. He's very jumpy. Oh my goodness, you don't dare say. I can't be much help in this situation. Now, do you have any tenants named Jack here? 
Yes, Jack's been living here since he was a small boy. I remember when his mother and father moved in. They're such a nice couple. They were here back when the great uh, decorticators first started operation in 1902. Now, it was at that period that General Ford had just begun uh, the General Ford Motor Company and was importing cannabis to create the fenders. And that's where, you see, uh, Jack's parents were working was in the chemical creation and fabrication plant of the Ford Divisions. And this was where his father would work all day. And that's and his mother, <laughs> don't get me going on that little minx, she was running around with everyone from the milk band to uh, local speakeasy. I don't know what to say about it all. Well, she, was, she was a good woman. Oh, yes, very good. Wait, well, a bit promiscuous, but a comfort woman is what you might call her these days. I am Were not... Were you also of a comfort woman? <laughs> and she blushes deep red at that. In my day, I was very pretty. I was a very beautiful woman. And all the boys would come from uh, from around the yard for my milkshake. I, I would believe that you are quite a beautiful young lady. Oh. I, I totally believe that. Oh, you, you oh, young men are so sweet. Don't you like a cookie? I was being sarcastic. Oh my god, how fucking dare you. You know what? Your generation is so goddamn rude. Tell me, man. You should see what he did earlier this day, other, earlier yesterday. What did he do? Poured orange juice on a couple while they're enjoying their drinks on a date. What? Why would he do that? We have no idea. But they would be so sticky. I mean, have you ever tried to get dried orange juice off of anything? It's a nightmare. You cannot understand the inner machinations of my mind. Your machinations are very dire and dastardly, if I do say so myself. Do you know what's happening around there? I have a, a client informing me of uh, a place having weird events happening recently. People are not wanting to come near this area. Uh, we noticed your door is falling apart. The, the green, you need to repaint that. Uh, what? Do it. I was the first I've ever heard of any of this. What about. Well, we'll look outside. Look I, at the grass. Why isn't it clean? Why haven't, you, why haven't somebody taken it? Is? What the, you don't have any local boys around here who will be willing to trim your bushes? Oh, well, I'm sure I could find some young man who would love to trim my bushes. <laughs> and as you, um, as you kind of are giving her a hard time for the upkeep of the, uh, of the apartment, the state of things, you look around the room and you see on the walls that you're not sure what the instruments were used, but there's all these swirls and these dark lines of uh, uh, that have been drawn on the kitchen walls. And you look around, and it goes into a hallway, and it's it's clear that this woman has uh, a bit of an artistic streak that's uh, spilled over onto all the walls in her abode. Oh, I love what you did with the place. I love these type of artists. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Can I make a core roll on those, please? Yeah, go ahead. 
17. So you see these uh, these markings, and they don't they don't have any, any rhyme or reason to them. They seem more like a compulsion of an individual who was driven to to put down what the what the images in their mind into the uh, the physical plane. And as you look down and you see these like patterns of swirls and what looks to be like a sun and uh, it's just like a, a focal point and everything swirling around this one point. You notice that the the instruments, the uh, the paint that she's using is makeup, and that her hands, her fingers, are kind of coated in the red lipstick and the uh, and the polish of uh, of the paints, kind of black and blue. Her hands. Interesting. So what's the message of all these drawings? No, they, they, I don't know what, no, what drawings. I don't know what you mean. I, I've i been here a while. And, you know, we, uh, we try and keep good upkeep. We try and maintain the place, but... Uh, well, how about step outside for a sec? Uh, sure, sure, please. And she follows you out into the backyard. Uh, Finn and um, Johnny, are you still uh, remaining inside? Are you guys going to be trying to uh, look around and see what's in there? Or are you going to go out to the backyard with uh, Max? Yeah, we're going to look around inside there and see exactly out of the home as far as other rooms and whatnot. Not going to go far enough away that we seen or heard by everybody else. So. Got it, Finn. We're going to do the same thing as him. All right, so Max, you step outside with the old hag, and uh, Johnny and um, and Finn remain inside, kind of investigating the apartment on their own, taking in the art. All right, good, good. Uh, what is with this uh, lawn? Isn't this like over non-keep? In the sense, and then look at that over there. The chain doesn't even block people out. Yes, yes. You're making some good points. The, the chain, do you mind showing me specifically? Like, where's broken? Can can you can you really point at... Uh, I, I really, I'm having trouble understanding where. And you'll let her walk ahead of me. She's trying to walk behind you, and there's this kind of tension between you and her of, like, she's obviously trying to get behind you, and you're obviously trying to get back her, and you guys kind of, like, awkwardly smile at each other. I, I, look, at, I, I look at her and say, well, you know, I'm trying to get behind that ass because, damn, that, that's great. So if you can help me look at your body, that'd be great. You are a beautiful woman. Sure, you can look at this right in this my beautiful hand. And she rears back and tries to stab you. And I shoot her in the fucking face. Uh, okay, well, she's got the initiative, because she's she trying does? to stab you. Yeah, she's got a pair of scissors that she's pulled out, and Where? she's going to try and stab you. Are you trying to dodge, or are you going to try and um, shoot back at her and uh, take the hit? You know what? What is she aiming for? If you don't mind me. Oh, she's, got, she's trying to stab you right in your neck. 
fuck. Alright, I'm gonna try to dodge and then fight. Alright. Give me a dodge roll. Eleven. Ninety-five. Uh, this old lady in slow <laughs> reaches up a hand and tries to stab you, but she's really, really old, so you like see it, laugh, and step back. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna push her against the wall and. You're going to explain to me what the fuck is going on here. As you push her, she cuts your hand. Uh, I don't care. Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll just come closer. And I'll tell you everything. Um, no, no, no. I push her. I, want, I meant push her stomach to the wall and by her back, you know? Yeah, so she's she like me. retching herself and clearly hurting herself to like spin around and uh, try and stab you. That's fine. She can hurt. Explain to me what's going on. What are you doing? Why are you fighting? Yes, I, yes. I explain. I'll explain everything. Um, Go ahead. Uh, she's gonna make another attack on you. Uh, are you attacking or dodging? Attacker. I'm gonna smack her in the face with the shotgun. Go ahead and uh, give her a melee attack. 21. Ah, I rolled 21 too, so we both uh, we both hit each other. Go ahead and roll a d4 for melee damage. Four plus two, so she does six damage to you. Wow. So. D four, right? Yeah, D four on her. One damage. All right. Fuck, man, this woman's cool. So she pulls out the scissors, and right as you kind of go to pressure her and push her into the wall, she slips the knife into your arm and just tears down. And you can see, like, she gets through a vein, she gets through um, an artery, like, you're really bleeding. You took a lot of damage oh, yeah, from that. Bitch. And I'm gonna point the shotgun at her chest and fire. Go ahead. About 13. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You blow a hole through this old lady's chest. She just gets splattered and she's still kind of laughing. <laughs> hey, put another shot at her face and shoot it again. I'll show you. I'll show you. And there's just about a spluttering blood of, uh, as it trickles down onto the ground. In the I'm going to go to the car quickly and get. Uh, uh, get yeah, the first aid and treat myself okay so uh you guys uh finn and uh johnny you guys hear some shotgun shots from outside the house uh yeah and uh, max is, is uh adjuring to the car for a first aid pack i'm gonna go and make sure that max is okay oh Max is not okay. He's bleeding. He's certainly bleeding. Uh, Johnny, what are you doing? You doing anything in the apartment there? Mm. 
So we didn't find anything on the ground floor, so I'm making sure that Finn goes to do whatever he needs to do to help Max. I'm going to go up the stairs. All right, so you uh, look around the apartment, and you do find egress into the rest of the apartment building from the landlady's uh, apartment. And uh, you look up, and you see that the uh, stairway is kind of like a back entrance, and it goes up to the second floor. Uh, So you have found how to get up into the rest of the apartment building. Um, And other than that, you don't see anything of uh, particular importance in the rest of the apartment. You notice that the rest of the apartment is just rank, and it's disgusting with a whole bunch of uh, just uh, uncleaned uh, bathrooms and bedrooms. It looks like uh, just the entire place has been ruined and been soiled. Alright, I'm going to move up towards the room that supposedly, uh, what's-his-name is supposed to be in. So you're going to start making your way up to the second floor? Yes. Alright, so, um, alright, you start uh, walking up the stairs and you kind of stop at the door to the second floor. Uh, Finn and Max, you guys are out front at the car, uh, bleeding profusely into the street. Get the fucking first aid, man. Get the first aid. And I, I'm going to take one of my uh, shotgun shells just in, and like, pop it open, pour the gunpowder onto my uh, the wound. Fucking get, the, get it. Get it quick. And I'm going to light it up. Cauterizes the wound. Yep. I'm gonna get the first aid pack for uh, Doc. I mean, uh, Matt. Alright, you got it. First aid uh, check is gonna be at a regular uh, difficulty. If you would like to um, open the first aid pack and start bandaging uh, Max's hand. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that. So I'm reading the rules for the uh, first aid pack now. Uh, If you apply the first aid pack uh, to Max Finn, Max will go ahead and make a con roll. What if I do it? Uh, If you apply the first aid kit to yourself, uh, probably the same thing. Exact same thing. Oh, okay. Let's do do it, man. I believe in you, Max. Not Max. Uh, John, not Finn. See, I'm going crazy, man. Hurry up. I'm losing blood here. Well, no, I'm not, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to push that because I've worn an 82. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, well, I'm going to cut bleed out again. Yeah, even more so because this is 82 and went to a 92. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is he killing me or is he killing himself here? Cause he- no, you're successfully going to administer this first aid kit. So I'm reading the rules now, and it looks like the first aid kit is more for uh, an unconscious player. So for the rules, it says that you're going to get one temporary hit point back. But in this case, I'm going to say because you're not dead and you are getting medical treatment, go ahead and roll a d4, and we're going to add plus two to that. Four. 
Wow. So you fully heal. Um, I'm going to say that Finn just does such a good job on the bandage. You're not, you're not full, uh, back to health, but you're no longer, uh, you're no longer bleeding out. You're no longer crippled. You're no longer suffering, suffering any kind of penalties because he just does an amazing job at the, uh, the bandaging. Nice. Good job, Finn. I always believed in you. I wish I understood what just happened. Did a great job of patching him up. And I hand him a handgun. It's like, this this can get bad. Fucking kill. If it's not us, kill it. Bet. And we go back in. Well, actually, you know what? I opened my back seat and I was like, I got a rifle in here. And another shotgun. What do you want? Would you want a shotgun rifle, or you just want the pea shooter? I want a boomstick. You want a boomstick? All right, take the boomstick. And we're heading back in. Take the big boomstick, head back in. All right, you guys make it. You make your way around the back, back into the uh, landlady's apartment, and then you're looking around. You're like, where, where the hell? Johnny, where the hell did Johnny go? I swear you're just here. Johnny, where are you, man? Yeah, I'm in there. Does he, uh, d does he hear us? Yeah, he hears you. Come around and upstairs. So you're going to show him uh, where the stairs are at? Yep. We'll go to the stairs. Yeah, so he flags you down. He's like, all right, all right. Up here, guys. See, kind of leads you up to the second story. John, Johnny, Johnny, do you, here's a handgun. The other guy, uh, Finn, took the boom. That woman was crazy. And uh, whatever's not us, kill it. Sounds good? Yeah, but let's see what we get out of this dude first, because I'm pretty sure he's going to be just as bad, if not worse, than this old lady, considering how close he is to all these objects. Hmm, probably. That's why I say, kill it first. And so we go up the stairs. So you guys, as you made your way up the shit up the stairs, you noticed a significant increase in the pressure surrounding the space. It's not. It's not something you can see. There is a dark tint, like a shadow. It's just a little bit darker up here. And as you as you crest that last step, the pressure just intensifies that much more. And you find yourself wanting to escape and leave. You don't want to press on further. So, you all look down the hall, and you see at the very end of the hall... This is another set of stair staircases leading up. And you also see about six rooms, three on each side of the hallway. Alright. Is there uh Okay. Uh, do, I don't know. You guys choose. I am, I'm still shaking about the old lady. Sorry. Gonna slowly breach each room individually one by one so that we can check each room not no blasting in just like a quiet turning of the knob and pushing open the door and looking in which door 
each one as we go down the hall. So Ooh. if they're right across from each other, one on the left and one on the right, etc. as we move towards the staircase. To make sure there's no way we're going to have anybody behind. All right, interesting. So as you approach the first door on your left, you try and open it and it's locked. Same with the first door on your right. You get to the third door on the left and it's open. Do you go in? Swing the door open slowly, but looking close, looking without walking in until we can see the safest points of entry into the room that we can take stealthily. So you open the door a crack and you can see that there's some kind of person just inside the door. There's multiple people. It's hard to tell with the door just open a crack though. Somehow there. I'm gonna uh, put myself against the wall where the door the door is at, like you know, like like SWAT teams, like just in case. All right, you press up against the back against the door, ready to enter as fast as possible. Well, against the wall of the by the door, like you know. Oh, gotcha. Ninety degree so angle, I, yeah. Cover, yeah, angle. Uh, I cock my gun, ready to go, and I uh, look at Johnny. It's like, you know, have it ready. Have it full up. And I look at to uh, Flynn. We go in. We clear it. And if... If they're still alive, we'll ask questions. Sounds fair, Finn? That's fine, especially if there's multiple in a room. means they're not who we're looking for anyway. Uh, yeah, it's cool. What about you, Finn? No one, no one will live. Excellent. When I count to three, we're gonna kick. You're gonna kick in the door, John, and you're gonna get down. Okay. Kick in the door. Bust out the four four. Yeah, and we're gonna blast first, and then ask questions later. All right, John, you know, you know the plan, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go for it. One, two, three. All right, you guys Last. burst open the door, and you see these figures swaying, and you notice that they're hanging from their neck. This family all hung themselves, and they sway gently back and forth as you guys rush into the room. And shotguns fired. Are you guys shooting into these into these poor oh, fucking yeah, corpses? Oh, oh, okay. Go, go ahead and uh, roll out to shoot these poor corpses. <laughs> this poor family hanging from the rafters. Twenty-two. You unload and blow. Uh, you, there's a small twelve-year-old uh, boy hanging from the rafters next to his parents. You shoot his head off, and he falls to the ground. What's left of his body? Whew, I feel safe now. I'm no help. I admit I've won an 85. <laughs> you miss. You shoot okay, into the wall. Had an 81. You miss and you shoot into a rope and cut down the dad's rope and he falls to the ground next to his headless son. What a nice family. Really bringing them They're back together. They're around, you know? Keeping, they're <laughs> keeping their distance from you. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Alright, so you guys, um, you witness this terrible family uh, hung themselves in their apartment. It's not that terrible after you we describe what we just did. <laughs> that was worse. Okay, let's get back to clearing these rooms so that we know <laughs> what's going on. You all step back into oh, yeah, the nice hallway. Shot, Max. What? No, thank you, nice man. Thank job. you. Thank you. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. You guys move to the next room? And that isn't sarcasm. Yes, we move to the next room. Alright, you guys move to the door next to the family that you just opened. You open the door? Uh, wait. You said the other doors are locked, right? So you've checked three doors. Two of them were locked. And this third one was open that you checked with the family inside. Yeah. Now you're at the fourth door, and there are two more doors. Beside, there are three more doors you haven't checked, and you're at the fourth door. Alright. On this floor. So you guys open the door. Way, same way, by the way. Exactly the same way. Very cautiously, SWAT team ready for anything that opens up. And the room is upside down. Hanging fire, from a lamp. Fire! Fire! <laughs> hanging. Uh, a hanging lamp stick. Up, uh, a hanging lamp sticks up from the floor. Ceiling. Pointed up towards the floor. Which is upside down. Directly above the lamp sits the body of a man in an armchair. He hangs from the ceiling. It's a bit disorienting. Fire! And, I fire the gun, damn And his body... It's not falling to the ground, which is what you expect. It's as if it's defying gravity of the room. Blood drips down onto you all from his body. His throat has been slashed, and his body, even though it won't fall from the chair on the ceiling, his blood is falling from his throat into your faces. Out of the way, out of the next room. All right, you guys breeze right on back, and right, or you guys breeze right on past that, and on to the next door. You guys cautiously want to open wait, this one. I wanna, I'm gonna throw a quarter onto the ground. Always cautious. Penny, no. I'm gonna throw a penny on the ground if it. I wonder what in the room that's upside. So you throw a penny onto the floor, which is the ceiling, and yes. it stays there for a moment and then bing bounces off the chandelier on the way up to the floor which is above you all now Ooh. cool all right close the door <laughs> all right you guys slam the door uh now of the remaining two doors on this floor, uh, you see at the end of the hallway, uh, there are pretty standard wooden doors, nothing special about them, and then the stairway leads up to the third floor. From the outside, you notice that this was a three-story building, so this should be the last floor uh, to explore. The one above the one you're currently on. Alright, how many... uh doors are there just one uh so on this floor there are two doors left that you currently haven't uh explored on the third floor you're not sure how many rooms are there 
right, let's finish the... Uh, Finn, you take that door, and uh, me, will take, uh, I will take this door, and we just blow it. And just blow Alright. Fine. And, John, you're back up. Got it. We kick down the door at the same fucking... You guys bash in the door, and there is nothing beyond the door. It's... It's a void. It's like it's swallowing all light that is is traveling into this room. And as you look down, there's no longer a floor underneath your feet. Everybody make a jump, dexterity, or dodge roll. 20. Pass. I'm pushing that. I've rolled an 88. Oh dear, that's a definitely fail. Uh, y'all see, <laughs> y'all see Finn starting to slide. Okay, I pushed it and I bought a thirty. Success. So you all see Finn starting to slip and then catch himself. And I rolled an eighteen. You all successfully catch yourselves. Holy fuck, man! So as the floor disappears from underneath your feet, you all jump back or grab yourselves and manage to clabber on. And you're not sure how, but there is there's no more floor underneath this part of the on part of the floor here. It's just black void and you're not sure how far it goes or there is an end to it at all. I'm gonna light a cigarette and then, uh, and then toss it into the So you see a thin trail of smoke? fall down into the blackness and then <laughs> swallowed up and right. then and then you look down the hall and out of the family room who are still who half of them are still hanging a, <laughs> a cigarette falls out of that room from underneath the door because if I remember right you guys closed that door no no we didn't close that door we closed the other door the one with the Oh yeah, the guy with the blood uh, dripping down on you from the floor ceiling. Yeah, so out of the uh, family room comes the cigarette that you just threw into the void. I'll go to the cigarette, pick it up, have a look at it. If there's anything, still smoking. I take a snit, a smoke. You get a refreshing drag of sweet, sweet cigarette smoke. Mentos. Oh, good shit. All right, uh. let's go. That is a lot of fucked up. So you just saw Max do some fucking really cool shit with the abyss. And I feel like I'm in a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Contagion too. So this is why I wanted to burn this place down. I had this feeling, die, but now I feel kind of cool. Let's keep on going. So the final door, you check it on the second floor, it's locked as well. So you move past up the stairs to the third and final floor. Wait, 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 wait. The last door is locked? Can I have a look through the keyhole? See if You look through the keyhole, and you see another eye looking back at you. Oh. Uh, I uh, get my shotgun and blow it open. You shoot the door? Open, yeah. The 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 the, the, the 
Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a... Uh, yeah, you don't have to roll the hit on that because you're shooting a door. Go ahead and roll a d4 plus 2. Four, I'm stepping on the, on the corner to make sure I'm not in blast radius of whatever comes off that. <laughs> four. Four plus two is six. All right, so with that, <clears throat> door uh, blows in. The, the doorknob and the lock are completely shorn off, and they go, bings, <laughs> shooting off across the room. And you see a uh, a woman clutching her face, screaming at the top of her lungs. She's screaming quite loudly uh, because she just took uh, she just got peppered in the face by uh, shotgun pellets. It's her fault. I'm gonna do my one job. What are you doing? You're shooting who? They got. Oh my god! Go ahead and uh, roll uh, for shooting a defenseless prone woman. Yeah, you shoot her right in the chest and she (laughs) dies over about 20-30 seconds a very slow painful death Yeah, I did it I did what I had to So you look up and Max, you look up as well, Finn and Max and you see uh, two uh, uh, four and a six year old kids looking up at you Big eyes, mouth is open. Oh man, we're gonna have to finish the job. Do we kill them too? Uh, uh, I mean, you said anyone that's not us. I did say that. Okay, that's fair. There's no way these kids are sane after this whole thing. I kind of feel bad for my character now. So you're gonna execute these kids? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, Finn and uh, <laughs> yeah. So Finn and Max, go ahead and uh, make yeah take care of the kids. Don't want to leave them without their mom. Now it's just been cruel. So they die. Well, not just that. Fuck, they're in this world of craziness and damn. They're, they're, what the fuck they been? There's no way they're sane and. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're doing them a favor, really. You don't need to grow up like me. Oh, man. So, yeah, as you guys are choking them out and watching the life leave their eyes. Oh, what? Yeah, you know, we. it would have been better, you know, if they were already so fucked up. No, 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 I'm shooting them. I'm not touching them. They could be diseased. Good point. Might be infected. <laughs> I'm agreeing with Matt. Alright, so you guys blow their fucking little kids' heads off. Wait, mister, I have some candy. <laughs> okay, uh, you make your way back up to the third uh, story and join Johnny. God, I'm a fucked up criminal. I'm gonna be honest here. <laughs> yeah, that's why to be rolling some sanity rolls for all the stuff they just been doing. Yeah, actually, you, that's a great point. You two go ahead and roll D6s for murdering a mom and her kids. Four. Four points of sanity damage. 
four. Yeah, you both take four points of sanity. I don't think that it. You sleep that off. All right. So uh, a little bit older, a little bit more gray in the hair. Max and uh, Finn make their way back up the flight of stairs to the third floor and rejoin Johnny. And each of you, as you crest the, uh, as you rejoin each other, you all, in the faint distance, hear a, a sucking sound, some kind of slurping. Did I forget to press the button again? Yes, you did. Go ahead and say it again. Okay. Uh, it's like, oh, fuck. It's so natural. Now I forgot. Um, uh, we already dealt with one kid. We don't need to dealt with more. Let's just go along. It's probably sucking the nips. All right, so you all see uh, down this hallway, there's only four rooms against one side. There's no longer uh, there's no longer rooms on both sides, and you see on the right side of the building is a window. Um, it seems like the building is kind of uh, tilted at an angle and allows for a uh, panoramic view of the street. But you see, and you look outside the window, and everything has this strange hue. It's not quite colored, it's almost iridescent, but uh, everything is is bent and blurry outside the walls, outside the window. Can you open the window? It's, uh, you look uh, for some kind of, like, knob or lever to open up the window, but it looks like it's installed permanently. Like, there's no ability to uh, open it up. It's like we're in room 1408. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sucking continues. What do you want to do, Joe? This is the worst ASMR I ever heard. <laughs> Pretty much. Alright, what do you want to do, John and Finn? I've been taking lead this whole time. We need to check and at least make sure all these doors are locked. We don't need to open any more or shoot through any more locked ones. That's what you think. Alright. Let's go. You make Which your way down. If they're all on one side, we're gonna slowly and cautiously open each one as we get to it. All right, first door it is. As you approach the first door of the hallway, the sucking sound is getting louder and more pronounced. You can deduce that the sucking sound is from behind this room, number one. In that case, we bypass it because it doesn't sound like a human sound, so chances are it cannot open its own door without bursting through it. Trust you. All right, you guys pass over that door. 
Yes. All right, you guys. You put your hand up to the doorknob, and as you're about to touch it, you like, no, 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 no thanks. And you move past it and go to the second door. <laughs> Sucking continues. What? Those hey. must be connected. I wonder if all four of these doors are connected to the same room. Move on to the third door. <laughs> so you can tell that the sucking is not coming from the second door. It hasn't stopped, but it did decrease in volume a little bit as you got away from the first door. You can tell that, that is, it is coming from the first room. Uh, so as you move to the second one, um, that kind of subsides. Uh, are you going to skip the second door as well? Not if the sound's uh, it did going diminish. away. Did and not we'll go away. Try to open, yeah, we'll try to slowly open the second door. All right, as you approach the second door, you get a sudden feeling of acute dread, as if something awful is about to happen. If that door is touched in any way, a sudden burst might a, a sudden burst of fear erupts through you if you touch that door. You you feel a repulsion, a reluctance to move any closer to it. Like zones, man. And it actually feels worse than the door we just passed with whatever is slurping behind it. You still hear the slurping. But I'm saying the second door feels worse than that door we just passed. As you reached for the doorknob, you hadn't quite grabbed a hold of it, but dread, a wave of horror, rushed over you. And then, as you drew your hand back, you felt normal. Not any different. You, you remember the, the memory of the fear, the intense fear washing over you is there, but you no longer, uh... Yeah, you no longer are, uh... Lag spike, sorry. Yeah, you no longer are um, are fearing ex uh, feeling extreme fear. What's wrong, John? Something heavy, either behind or beyond this door. All right. Then we go to the next. Okay, so we move on to the third door. Third door's locked. And we move on to the last door. The last door. You look up and you see the number 69. 69 was, the, <laughs> 69 was the apartment that Jack was supposed to be in. So you all deduce that this is Jack's apartment. Sticky Jack is probably, is probably within. Exciting. Alright, let's get it. I opened it. Well, I knew it. I'll let John do it, and we'll just be ready just in case. You guys move to make, uh, you guys open the door, make the move uh, to open the door. John? Yes, doing it very slowly, like we have been. No uh, rushing in, so we don't, not only do we keep everybody surprised, we can do things hopefully less violently and less me mentally messed up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Sure, I don't need to lose any more sanity this run, right? 
Hey, the night's still young. These kids are just getting broken in. All right. So, you, uh, John, you go to the door, you place your hand on the knob, and you slowly turn the knob and start to open the door. And as you push open the door, a faint flute music becomes louder and more pronounced. It's chaotic. It almost doesn't make sense. You'd liken it closer to jazz, but it's... There's more madness to it. There's less structure. <laughs> what are you doing, Finn? I've always hated jazz. Ah, uh, yeah. So you're too sober for it. Ah, uh, man. Uh, and what do you want? Do you, do you, can you st- stand guard? Make sure nobody, no, nothing comes at us from behind. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Oh, I, I, uh, I said, uh, be back up, you know. Yeah. All right, so me and John are going to go in first, and Finn is going to be our back. You guys making your way in, covering each other's backs. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So you enter through the unlocked door, and there's a smell of ashes and burning. The walls lean in at strange angles, and the ceilings appear tilted, with one end only three feet off the floor. On the wooden floorboards can be seen the ashen outline of a man, as if burned to dust, while on one of the walls another ashen outline of a man-like shape can be seen. Beyond the living area are two doors, one cut off to the left and another at the far end of the room. The faint, high-pitched piping is louder. I'll let you guys decide what you want to do. Do these piping guys look like that? I'm sorry? Oh, Jesus, man. We need you to either improve your mic or improve your connection. God damn, that was cutting in and out hard. I was like, I really don't. Right? Playing with Robot Man. Bleepity bleep, blorp, blorp. Also coming in from the future, a thousand years. Access to internet, so we're hey. playing off there. There he is. All right, go ahead, man. I said, do either of these. Pompeii guys look like Jack. So you're looking down at the floor and you're seeing ash piles. You're not seeing people. You're seeing what used to be people. Like a nuclear explosion or something happening? Yeah, like shadows. Exactly. Painted permanent shadows. Okay, atomic bomb versus volcanic ash. Got it. So you see these volcanic atomic bomb ash people, and you also see two doors within this small apartment. 
the music has gotten increasingly discerningly uh, louder. So now, sure. so now you see at the back of the apartment, what probably leads to a bathroom, there's a door, and there's another door that is a closet inside the bedroom. Now, over the... Uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Faintly over the music, the quote-unquote music of pipes and flutes, you can hear a moaning, almost a crying. It's coming from the bathroom. Help me. Somebody needs help. Hey, cock, let's cock our guns, my friend. We got someone to help. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're preparing. I guess we're preparing to go into whichever room that was. I'm going to knock on the door. And. Hello? You guys knock, and the door squeaks open. And you see on the floor of the bathroom, Sticky Jack. His throat's been slit and he's pouring blood. His stomach has also been opened up and his intestines are all over the floor of the bathroom. But he's not dying. Pouring blood out of him, out of his neck. Gallons of blood line the bottom of the, of the bottom of the bathroom and continue to pour out his neck and his stomach. He's gurgling, reaching up to you. Please help. Please help. What did you do? In his what right hand. Do? In his right hand, you see an ornate dagger. And on the floor, you see some kind of, amongst the blood and the other gore and eviscera, piece of paper. Uh, I'm going to blow the dagger out of his hand with a shotgun. Interesting. Go ahead and make uh Yeah, go ahead and make a point the gun and shoot at his hand check. Oh wow, eight. Wow. What was that um what was that Johnny? I'm gonna grab that paper and see what is written on it. So you pick up the paper and you see some kind of ancient, uh, some kind of ancient writing. You're not sure what it means or any kind of the structure, but you also see pentagrams, what looks to be like a sun, uh, and some kind of like smaller bodies uh, orbiting it. Please. Uh, more stuff related to the what about the gunshot that the priest is worshipping uh what's that uh Johnny something about worship to be the priest worshipping we'll figure out no I'm not sure the name <laughs> Oh my god, robot man. We're going to have to figure out your connection or Yeah, I know what to do. I know what to do. I know what to do. Okay. Okay. Go to go to the text to the go to general chat and type what you're trying to say. I'm so 
No, we're gonna have to figure out his like uh, his technical uh, well, problem. Technical is he just have, have internet. So the best way to do it is like him just to type it out. Uh, if, if we're not hearing it. Use a voice chat. might be the most important sentence he ever makes will be for Jack no what I'm saying is if you can hear and understand me this time is it some... for a second there I did hear you the uh, last part, the last that the part. Priest, to what the priest that we that you took the job was Summoning what oh, not he, in the same, Are they singing? Is this the same, same type of chanting and language uh, that's going from the, like the priest? All right. Think? Yeah. So I'm not even gonna need a check to uh, line that up. Yeah, I'm gonna say, Johnny. Well, you recognize Avazoth as the same influence here. You look down at the uh, the writing on the the parchment, and you recognize that this is in fact. Uh, a spell, a, a contact spell, how to summon and communicate with uh, the ancient god Azathoth. And that somehow this piece of paper and these daggers are connected to the ritual, the spell, and that you would need, you would need uh, both the parchment and the dagger to complete the spell. And apparently a willing sacrifice in Jack. <laughs> Didn't hurt. Uh, did I blow off the hand, by the way? So with an eight, you shatter this hand right at the wrist, and it flops out, and the dagger, still clutched in this severed hand, is now available to be picked up. Pick it up. You Thank successfully you pick it up. <laughs> Thank you What's for the you do, Jack? Do we just kill him something? So as you look down, and right as you shoot Jack's hand and it detaches from his body, he gives a final sputtering gasp as I'd say about 20 or 30 gallons of blood erupt like a geyser out of his chest, and he dies. Oh, that's good. I guess that means our mission's done. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Let's go and talk let's back to Hammond. Yeah, you uh, noticed that as soon as he no longer was holding the dagger, the uh, that was what was sustaining him, and he uh, immediately died when he no longer was in contact with it. You guys make your way out of the bathroom, through the bedroom, and the music from the closet becomes distinctly loud as you pass the closet. It becomes what? Very loud. Ignore it. We gotta get out of here. That's gonna be worse if we even bother with that music. <laughs> yeah. Well, can, can I try to read it? The 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 note. The... Sure. You guys start making your way out of the bedroom, down the hallway, the third floor, and you start trying to discern what is on the parchment. You look down and go ahead and roll a. Uh, be appropriate skill check for this. I'd take a history check or uh, an occult check would be appropriate as well. 
I can barely hear so. He said you have to roll a check. Hmm. Either oh, no, no, I will. Damn, man, it's 5-5. Five, 5-5. Five. Five, five. So, uh, yeah, you look down and it looks like it's a pretty... No, 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 I mean, the, my checks are 5. Literally 5. Oh, your skill is 5. Below. Yeah, I gotta go below 5. Good luck. I rolled a 12, if that'll help everybody. Wow, that's a really high occult roll. I think you'd probably do more than I would. So you both are looking at this, and uh, yeah, Max, you're squinting. You're not really getting it. Johnny kind of plucks out the pa- the parchment from your hand, and he's like, "Oh no, no, no!" Here, you see the cuneiform as it curves here. That was a uh, late Greek era uh, distinction. Now you you really got to understand your ancient Greek if you want to understand this. So he uh, starts pulling it apart, and you are more clearly able to tell that this is in fact a contact Azathoth spell. And with a little bit of time, you'd be able to learn this spell with this parchment. And is there a way to undo a spell? Is there like undo spell on this? So uh, you're looking around the apartment as you make your way down the hall of the second floor. uh, And you're thinking to yourself, man, is there a way to... You know, get rid of all of the evil influence Azathoth has put upon this place. I mean, geez, he's really just warped the reality around this place, and it's really driving down the property value. If I could turn this over, that's as you're having that thought to yourself. um, Yeah, you're uh, you're wondering that to yourself. You you look back around and you look down into the room with uh, all the family that hung themselves, and you're like, hmm. If only there was a way to get this dark magic out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let the road end. Seems to be the sentiment these days. You all uh, want to do anything before you uh, leave this wonderful uh, complex? Let's not mess with the god. Well, let's not. I just don't want to have a door open if there is a door here. And there seems to be a door here. <laughs> so, um, just protect me for a second. Let me try to figure this out. So give me 10 minutes. If I can't understand it within 10 minutes, of under, you know, then we'll just burn down the place. How about that? You know what? Well, I just want to leave. Oh, let's burn down the place, actually. Never mind. I thought that's sick of. Yeah. Burning down the place sounds a lot better than trying to figure out how to use a spell against itself. Yeah, I like that idea. We're going to burn down this place. All right, so you guys uh, pretty much arrive on burning down the place as you arrive back at the car, uh, pile in and get some matches. Are you going to go ahead and put some tinder out, light a, uh, light a fire? Gasoline, baby. Oh, Start out the kitchen to make it look like a nasty accident. Now we're cooking with gas. All right, you guys go ahead and put out some gasoline in the landlady's uh, kitchen there. Start it up. And uh, you know, within a couple minutes, it's going good. Are you uh, you going to do Thank anything you. else? Oh, just jumping in the car and leaving. Classic arson. Just good old job of burning the place down. I have uh, the vats to care. Next time I'm going to play a really good person after this. 
<laughs> is that possible? Uh, yeah. Just, just this character is probably gonna go jail. It's, it's gonna be a real uh, role playing for you at that point, huh? So let's go back. Let's not give him. Let's wait. Uh, we're supposed to get three things, right? So we only have two things. So you were all supposed to get. Um, Jack stole three things. He stole. Well, I can't find it in the um, the adventure handbook here. But essentially, he stole the dagger, which is the magical instrument, which is now in your possession. He also stole the spell, which is also in your possession, but it's written in an ancient uh, lost language. So the third object is the cipher, the transcription, uh, the translation between the ancient language and something you can understand to cast the spell. So these three parts, uh, these three parts uh, of Jack's heist were all needed to cast the spell. In his apartment, he no longer had the uh, cipher, the translation. However, you, yeah, you would be able to, um, you would be able to either find the professor who wrote that original translation from Miskatonic University and ask him to uh, do another one in that ancient language. Or uh, you could also find uh, another expert of that uh, of that dead language and hopefully get the spell transcribed into something that you could understand. Uh, I'm gonna look behind me. Uh, is that building? It's building's on fire. It's going up. It's uh, it's not. Uh, you don't see the flames as you're driving away, but it's smoking, and you can uh, already hear the sirens uh, coming in. Firefighters are on their way. Um, hey, look, that's the time bandits. Let's go to. I say, let's not give him the cipher and just say, uh, God. But he can figure it out himself if he wants. Sounds good. Let's go back to. We're going to head back to the king. You're going to head back to the hammer? I have a vast please. Your rat is, uh, Timothy is fine. He's back in the car. He gives you a little squeak as you jump back in. <laughs> Alright. Well, I thought we were in the car. Yeah, no, no, it was a flashback. Oh, okay, flashback, yes. Uh, respect. Flashback right. five minutes ago. I kind of want to see what happened to the church, man. Is the church still there? Is it not? We just killed their uh, their god in a sense. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, more like we just closed one doorway potentially. However, we could be wrong, and it could still be open. That's yeah. probably more accurate. You just killed uh, a conduit to God. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to go straight to the kingpin, or do you want to? Go check out what happened to the coat. Maybe we'll find a cipher there since he's probably the one that has.
Let's see, how well does the hammer and the cult leader get along? Granted, the cult leader can't speak too much. Ha 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 So the uh, cult leader and the um, Mordecai the hammer have no interactions. They uh, don't know each other. New York's a big city, and uh, they got their own turf that they're trying to protect. Well, you know what? We can go to the cult, tell them what happened. I mean, not the cult. Go to the, go to the hammer, tell them what happened with the cult in the fields, and what what happened to the priest. Maybe we can like finish what we started at the, at the field. Uh, Alameda. Uh, Wouldn't bother mentioning any paper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Meta, uh, are we, uh, did we just beat this game already? Or? You guys are darn close. I would say that you beat the uh, the end game. Boy, what I like about this particular little uh, side adventure is that it's slotted in next to the rest of the, uh, the Miskatonic uh, series. So you guys could have just made a, a good reoccurring character in our uh, jawless reverend here. All right, no, no, we'll, we'll keep him there. That'll be great. Um, we'll meet him one day. That's what I'm thinking. Well, right, let's go to the kingpin and finish this bitch up. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that Eddie Brock can meet uh, Ben? Ben? I guarantee that will happen if you ever drive Eddie Brock insane. I, I I think Eddie Brock is Finn. Whoa, mind fuck. I mean, that would make sense. Dude, we're killing kids. Uh, you're 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 definitely Eddie Brock, my friend. Killing it, as in kids, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Brock got kicked out of every state and became back with the second identity. All right, we're gonna head to the. Talk, talk yeah, we're to heading to the hammer. Yes. All right, you guys pull up back to the uh, the mobster secret headquarters and are uh, ushered in. You uh, present the dagger and the parchment uh, to the uh, security guards, and they kind of raise an Just eyebrow at dagger. you. Just the dagger. Okay. Keep the parchment. Okay. Uh, so you raise up the dagger to the uh, security guard, the bouncer, and he calls ahead. He raises it. He he's not sure what you're bringing him. It just looks like a fancy dagger to him. But eventually, um, after the red tape and a couple minutes of waiting, you guys are ushered up into the office, familiar office. And once again, he's sitting at his desk, doesn't acknowledge you as you all walk in, reading the paper. I sit down uh, on the seat. Um wait and relax until he's ready to... couple minutes go by but not long and he respectfully puts down the paper goes over and uh, pours out four cups of coffee sits back down in his chair takes a sip raises an eyebrow and says alright I understand you have something for me yes I did hand him the knife this is the art. This is the artifact he stole. Uh, the building burned down and blew it, burned the rest of the stuff. 
You weren't able to get the uh, you weren't able to get the uh, associated the what Jack I was told was he also stole two pieces of information. You weren't able to retrieve yeah, so these. No, those were not present with him. They no, they weren't. They just burned down. So you saw them, and you didn't. You weren't able to rescue them before you set fire to the place. Uh no, I, he was very ecotic. His landlord even was going crazy and threatening us with a scissors way before we even got um, personal in a sense. If you guess, cast my. Well, you couldn't handle a little old lady. <laughs> well, she's dead now, so. I guess you could handle her. <laughs> hey, nice, well done. Alright, so, also, uh, we probably may have dealt with your priest as well. Priest? Well, we were not exactly on good terms. I noticed you guys had a tail when you came back on over here. Probably yeah. some of those cult folks, but don't worry, we took care You're of them already. Not really happy. <laughs> Go ahead and look out back. And uh, if you guys want to walk over to uh, the back window, uh, it is yeah. available for you. Take we'll do so. Yeah, you guys peek out the back, and you see about four robed uh, figures being loaded up into the back of a truck. You also nice. see you also see um, uh, another truck, uh, and it looks like it's being painted, and its uh, its plates are being removed. Excellent, glad to hear. Yeah, I figure this will be about the last time we hear from this particular cult. Maybe, maybe not. But in any case, I'm sorry Good to hear about morning. Jack. Yes, uh, it was terrifying, honestly, <laughs> but we handled it. Well, you know, some people they don't uh, they don't learn, and they walk the line, or they walk the edge a little bit too finely, might fall off. But his partner understands the problem, and he respects the decision you have made, and he's not gonna. If he's smart, he's not going to... Well, I'll tell the boys to lay off the greasy spoon and that he's not going to be a problem. Well, then... Yeah. You go ahead and get on out of here. I'll let you know if I need you again. With All that, right. he picks Happy up the do business with you, sir. Likewise. I'll let you know. He picks up his newspaper and goes back to reading. Damn. That was enjoyable. Yeah, I think we're going to call it there for the night, guys. Yeah, we got like derailed and derailed some more. Yeah.
Jim Pokemon, gonna kick him out. Hey kids, it's the newest fad you gotta get. Jim Pokemon, collect them all, level up your skills. Get the max level. Drain your Jim Pokemon in new and rare skills. Find the rarest Jim Pokemon in all the Jim Pokeverse. Jim Pokemon, Jim Pokemon. You know you want to. If you find the rarest Jim Pokemon, you'll be able to use it and train your powers. Once you have the highest level Jim Pokemon, you'll be able to kill all the bullies and your parents in your life and take over control and rule the world. Jim Pokemon. Buy Jim Pokemon now. Limited supply while supplies last.